Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Six times for the kids like me who got ADHD. Just a Men gonna need a couple of hearses. Double homicide, kill the beat, and a verse. Everybody living on the surface. But we came from the underground. Yeah, we deserve it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's Sportscast Radio, October 25th, 2019. Uh, we got a little special show in for you tonight. We got Elijah in the house, as always. Elijah, how you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. Tired. Doing all right, doing all right. But I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm excited. You're, here. You're excited? Okay. I was going to say, you sound excited. Uh, normally, yeah. I expect like a, a, a half yawn. I expect like a half yawn, like I was half sleep, kind of like, you know, when you pick up the phone when your mom calls and you didn't really want to talk to her. <laughs> uh, on the other side, on the other side, we, got, we have a return, a return to the actual full show tonight, or what we hope is the full show, the originator of Sportscast Radio, chairman of the Strong Style Media Conglomerate, Mr. Ryan Cook. How you doing tonight, Ryan? I'm doing well. This this must be what it's like when WWE has to bring Vince McMahon back for ratings. <laughs> oh, oh man, come on, <laughs> Josh, come, just on. Kids. come on. That was a good one. That was a good one. No, but he here's said, the, here's the thing though. If that's the case, Vince probably did it for himself, thinking he still gets ratings. That's good shit, is what he'd say. <laughs> Guys, a buffoon. Welcome, welcome back, Ryan. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, obviously, Thank you, sir. we were. All together at your house last night, I think, uh, short of uh, one Alex Mello, who, if I understand right, he's protecting people from uh, clubbing baby seals somewhere in the uh, what's left of the uh, the frozen uh, Arctic. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. He, uh, we, we did a, a WrestleCast on Friday, and he was doing it from a very, very interesting, uh, some sort of like a voice box transmitter that I don't think was on the internet. But nonetheless, we knocked out a good three hours for everybody. A remote <laughs> I mean, location <laughs> from parts unknown. Yeah. Speaking of parts unknown, uh, I found out today that that at an indie wrestling show, the Powers of Pain reunited and had a wrestling match, and I was completely baffled <laughs> by this. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> anytime I hear anything about indie wrestling shows coming back, it's usually pretty interesting because some of the people that uh, made you know, depending on the the level of indie. Uh, some interesting shows down there, some interesting cameos, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's how you got to do it, man. Until you get the money, you get the, you get all like the 50 something. It's like, oh my God, it's the Warlord and the Barbarian. I haven't seen them since 88. <laughs> Call were there, Randall. Were there, were, were there, <laughs> were there any uh, Canadian destroyers? Uh, no, they, uh, they actually tried to do a back body drop into a power bomb on Nick F. Engage, who. Uh, almost killed David Arquette in a wrestling match. And then they almost dropped him twice trying to do the move. And then the video ended, and I'm assuming Nick Gage went and broke a light tube and tried to kill the Barbarian uh, because he was <laughs> one foot in jail. So awesome. I really want to try to find this tape. 
Uh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, obviously, uh, yesterday we were all together. We were watching the uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, take on the Washington Football Team. Uh, pretty uneventful game overall. Uh, I think the most exciting part was when Diggs fumbled again. Uh, any thoughts or takeaways from that game last night, guys? Uh oh, it was the it it was what it was. They got the win. It didn't look pretty at times, but it they didn't look like terrible either. I I don't know if they were kind of just going in there like, you know, let's just get out of here with a win. We don't need to do anything fancy. We can just beat them by running the ball essentially and not turning the ball over. I mean, the the play calls looked pretty conservative for most of the night too and you know, I I think it was just it it was what it was. But we got the win and it's, no major injuries. It's interesting, so, what, too, that this team can't play consistent every game. Like, every other game, we have a problem. You notice that? Like, we, we, we smoke Atlanta, we lose to Green Bay. We smoke the Raiders, we lose to the Bears. We, we beat up on the Giants, and then we did play pretty well against the Eagles, I do got to say. And then we had that Lions game where suddenly they start coming back, and then now the Redskins game, we win by 10, and we were favored by 60 and a half. It's just it's the scary thing is you can't play inconsistent every other week football when we get to January because this team already has enough problems as it is get to the play or when you get to the playoffs and it scares me half to death that we can't come out week in and week out playing dominant ball you know what I mean you know yeah. you, you hit that on the head um, my big question or question mark with this uh, situation is the fact that uh, you know the defense yeah we didn't give up a touchdown this game but they definitely drove down the field a few times and and you're not going to get that lucky at a team with a legitimate offense especially if you're trying to play playoff caliber teams um, I was talking with a coworker today and he brought up the fact that the defense is so inconsistent or they're definitely not as dominant as they were when they made that Super Bowl run being a top five defense in the league uh, Elijah you got any thoughts on that well, Xavier Rhodes isn't as good as he was. That's obvious. Like he can't he he has having a hard time covering people. Like, and teams seem to be able to just kind of dink and dunk us down the field. I mean, that's essentially what Washington was doing. And I mean, when we were playing Detroit, they were like. Matt Stafford was essentially just kind of throwing his throwing the balls up to the receivers and they were going and getting them like and they weren't really deep passes it was more just kind of the receivers were making plays on the ball where our guys weren't but I definitely a lot of it has to do our cornerbacks and deep our cornerbacks definitely aren't covering like they were like in in years past and Xavier Rhodes is the main one that's having issues now and you can you can see it, so you know we got to need our offense to step up. Elijah, I want to ask you something real quick here. Do you think after what um, what they did getting doing that Jalen Ramsey trade, the, that we should have jumped in and tried to do something better than what they offered to get him? Like, hey, we'll give you Xavier Rhodes and something. Uh, you know, you mentioned the cornerback thing, and it's like arguably the best cornerback in football. You could say him, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, there's a couple guys you could argue, but he was right there for the taking and we didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't think Xavier Rhodes would even be enough. Like they probably would laugh at us if we were like, Oh, Hey, take Xavier Rhodes. 
Well, I mean, we, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a first round pick. I'll give you Xavier Rhodes, and I'll give you a third next year. I think the two, I think like the picks have more values than than Rhodes does right now. I'll give you I, two like, firsts and Xavier Rhodes. I don't, I don't think I, I don't, want, I don't think I'd take on Rhodes' contract at this point. Wow. I definitely jump at the one, the the one three in Rhodes, uh, especially given given how I guess kind of maybe lackluster we might actually be when you think about even with those improvements. We're we're a coin flip team right now because you don't know what team's going to show up or if we're going to get scary. blown out by a legitimate offense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know if if we're if if the uh, Washington Redskins are going to cover the spread like that against us. Or you know if we're gonna lose two two consecutive games in division before getting a win, uh, very sketchily, you know what I mean? Like, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely uh, not something that bodes well. Um, something to be said about uh, maybe the corners as far as it goes. Do you feel like watching football so far for these first six weeks or so um, that we've um, that we've we've seen enough penalties where maybe the defensive players are not. Um, they're they're afraid to make the penalty, so they they give up the bigger play, or or they let them move the ball uh, uncontested and hope to get maybe the next one back, kind of thing. Or, or what, what do you think the, uh, no, the mindset is there for some of these safeties and DBs? Uh, Xavier Rhodes is all over the guys when he's getting. <laughs> yeah, when he's, he's, called not out. Afraid to get a he's not afraid Jesus. to get a penalty. He's like he's all over him. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes would say, "You think I'm scared to get a flag? Hold my beer." As he pile drives somebody in the in the, the fifty yard line, he, he's like, he can't he, he can't handle guys when they make moves on him. Like he's like, gra- like grabby. Like he's like the most grabby player I've seen Isn't in a it long crazy? time. Two years ago, this dude at Rhodes closed, baby. Everybody was just and like just like that. It's like holy crap. It, it's like night and day. Like Paul Richardson was giving him problems. Paul Richardson thing, should not be giving Xavier Rhodes problems. The thing with Rhodes is, like the past, like probably the past couple of years, he's been like dinged, like he's always been pretty much dinged up his whole entire career, and like he's dinged up right now, and he was dinged up most most of last year. I think the injuries are finally like starting to catch up to him, and he's starting to get older, and he just. He's slow. He's slowing down, and he can't keep way, up with guys. Watching Joe Ingles dribble a basketball is like watching Peyton Manning try to scramble. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is, is it better than a Bill Cartwright jump shot? <laughs> it looks like me trying I, to run. And I think a lot of times teams are trying are like are doing this where they're trying to scheme to where their quicker, smaller guys get get roads because. Rhodes is still good again. Like he's Rhodes shut <laughs> Julio down. Rhodes Rhodes shut Julio down. Yeah. And Rhodes still can handle like the big. Seems to me he can still handle like the big physical receivers that he can kind of get into and get a body on. But like a lot of the quicker guys, smaller, quicker guys, he can't keep up with them, and they just are like running routes all over him. So. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins coming in three for five with a pick. That was a blessing in disguise. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I think too. Another, I think another thing you can take with the Vikings too is their play calling is kind of up or down too. Like I, I felt that they had op, they had opportunities to take the Redskins deep, and they just for some reason were calling like weren't calling the deep shots this week. You know, like mm-hmm. they did connect on Diggs with a couple nice 
like deep passes, but they were throwing. He did throw 143 on seven catches. He had a 39 yarder. You yeah, know what? But they weren't going. They weren't going down the field like they, like they have been recently. No, like, and I don't know why it seemed like they were showing that much respect to that Washington defense. Kirk Cousins is the first player in NFL history to record three straight games of over 300 yards and 130 plus passer rating. Why did yeah. we not abuse this one and six defense? Yeah, we sat there and we just hmm. I don't know what we should do, guys. Let's let's give this a shot. No, throw if, the ball. Yeah, if, Launch that thing and see what happens. You're better than this team is, so take a chance. It's not going to kill you if you take one chance that doesn't work. Because we saw what happened. Diggs fumbled, and we just got the ball right back. So our defense held up their end of the bargain. They got three field goals. That was it. But take a shot, man. And, and this is the same, same crap that went down last year when you know, we lose Shermer, and we can't get a guy in here that knows how to call a play over 10 yards. Yeah, and- the offensive line did not play well either. How many holding calls did they have? Like, I also think that's going to be. I also think that's going to be a problem too. Is what kind of performance week in and week out you're going to get from the offensive line? Some they they looked good the last few games, but then they you know they've had the Bears game, they've had the Packers game. So I don't know, man. I'm going to shut up now. Someone else can start talking because I'm going to keep <laughs> the, I'm gonna keep uh, ranting. The interesting thing about this week, obviously, is, uh, you know, Ryan, you and I being uh, avid sports gamblers, we certainly uh, did not appreciate some of the lines this week when trying to figure out what we're going to do for some sort of absurd parlay. Tre- uh, tre- I know, right? I'm not sure how we what we do. Um, that you know, kinda- is what we do. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta find the ding. But you got the—I should have let you log in on this too. Oh, uh, we'll, we're gonna find it for a brief second, just so I can uh, try it's and make him seem like I'm a real producer. Banter trash. Oh, banter trash. Ah, oh, the old trash banter. Oh, there it is. Oh. Tell him how you trash. feel. Trash. Yeah, there man. we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Full on wow, trash. I'm on the radio. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Bring me some snack. <laughs> the meatloaf. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's okay. Mofo it's was interrupting right. me. Mofo was interrupting me. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I, you know the, the the best game of the week I thought would have been the Chiefs and Packers, but obviously with uh, Mahomes ruled out with the the knee, um, and actually many of their pieces on defense, it, this almost feels like uh, you know maybe giving some, the team some much needed rest uh, on a team that uh, could potentially give them more troubles than necessary. Uh, Packers probably going to win this game, would you say? Packers minus five. I think they should be able to win it. Um, you look at the games in Kansas City, so it's technically a minus eight point favorite. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a big swing. You know, and Kansas City hasn't looked like the juggernaut that everyone expected them to be the last few weeks. So they're they're susceptible. susceptible sup- what the hell is that word? I'm susceptible. To say? Susceptible. Thank you, thank you. Susceptible. Uh, to you know, to pass rush and the last couple of weeks they've been seeing teams go at them and, and Mahomes hasn't been able to react very well. And we saw him go down twice now with injuries. One time he came back, but he's been down again. Their running game is finally starting to show absent. What's that? He's not playing this week. No, yeah, he's. I mean, so they're beating him up and and. That's it, it, kind of the thing I was waiting to see too, because you never know with these with these rookies, second year, third year guys, until they start getting beat up, you don't know how they're going to react to things, and they're finally beating up Kansas City, and it, and it's showing that they're like, okay, we weren't ready for this, you know, this wasn't something we expected. So it'll be interesting to see how they they recover after getting a little smash mouth thrown at them, and 
you know, this week isn't going to be an easy game. Six and one Packers leading the North. I would love to see KC get the victory so we could tie him up, but I don't know if that's happening, man. Yeah. Uh, Elijah, you have any difference in, in, in pick on that one? Otherwise, I think we're all going to be unanimous with the Packers getting the win in Kansas City. Do you agree? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Packers, but I, but Arrowhead's always a tough place to play. No matter, no matter who you are, what the situation is, it's like one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. So, I'm going to go with the Packers, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs possibly pull the upset. But Packers are hot right now, and Chiefs defense is bad, and Packers can can run the ball and pass the ball. So, I'm going with Packers. Quinn yeah. Snyder so all, looks like he should one. play a uh, serial killer. By the way, my <laughs> lord. <laughs> He oh, Joe, Joe Ingles once again looks like my old uh, my old GM at Staples. This, is, this game is just <laughs> oh, giving me a whole world of emotions. <laughs> um, Shout out to Anthony Davis who who, uh, who tried to tried to lob it into the paint to Dwight Howard, and he lobbed it too far, and he actually just made a lobbing uh, three pointer, and everyone just stood nice. there confused, and he just was like, "Yeah," he was like red, <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he drove away, he got his chain back, his bike back. That's great. <laughs> Get back on D too. I hope we got back on D. Yeah, after that. let's go. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? That one in?" That's good. I I can't wait to see that on the old uh, the old oh, network twice. later. Um, so uh, the Chicago Bears against the Chargers probably one of the better games this week. Looking at this entire lineup, and it's almost depressing. Uh, I might actually rake my yard. Uh, Trubisky not looking great. Um, Trubisky not looking great as the uh, the Bears obviously came back down and, and are experiencing some uh, little injuries on the defensive side also, um, which you know could this be a nice upset for uh, for the for the Chargers to maybe get something going or do you think uh, the Bears are going to uh, get the W at home, Ryan? Well, I mean they're at home they should get the victory. Chargers are two and five and they are underperforming even with Melvin Gordon back in the lineup. But holy crap, man, I cannot trust Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> He just doesn't look right at all. I think Chicago should be able to take it, but I don't like the four-point spread. But um, I'd give Chicago the dub. Elijah, what do you feel about the Bears? I'm going Chargers. I think the Bears are they're after last week's game. And the Chargers, like Ryan said, have been disappointing. But I think this is a good game where the Chargers can kind of establish – some offense and get something going against a team that's pretty much in collapse mode right now. So I'm going Chargers. You know, it's funny on this one. I actually agree with uh, I agree with Elijah. Um, part of the reasons also uh, kind of the things that Ryan outlined. Uh, yeah, they haven't been great with Melvin Gordon uh, in it this week. Um, I think you know the the Bears defense kind of showing some of the uh, some of the, uh, the the oh you can run holes out. in their armor. I was going to say, I'm thinking that they'll definitely, definitely be able to run on them, and I think uh, I think that's something that might get exposed this week, and I think the Chargers are going to definitely handle that business. I, li- I like your pick. Expose him! Expose! <laughs> he, he's getting exposed. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. You know, I, really, I mean, otherwise, like, when I said this is a sad week for games, um, I was not kidding you. Uh, we have the Jets versus Jaguars. Do I, either you really want to go analysis on that uh, on that game? Gardner Minshew, baby. <laughs> Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico I doesn't see Le'Veon Uncle Bell Rico show isn't up, seeing man. ghosts. Le'Veon needs to start showing up. Cause, uh, Uncle Rico doesn't see ghosts. No. I'm going Jaguars. Sam Darnold does. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love how, like, like when they're like, oh, it's not that big of a thing. And then the Patriots players like, nah, man, we don't even like those guys. And that wasn't cool. And then all of a sudden NFL films are like, we do not know who condoned that to air on the ESPN. And we apologize. I'm like, dang, you guys are butthurt now because the opponents are even kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, way to backtrack NFL films. Get the, cue yeah. the iconic music. Is he still feeling the effects of the mono? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's on that NyQuil and shit. He's, he's like been, kissing too, many, he's he's been kissing too many chicks in New York. Yeah, Sam Darnold, man. He's getting Woo-hoo. his uh, USC Trojan on. Yeah, he's kind of got it. There it is. He's getting it going. It's like a 30 for 30. What if I told you one man, NyQuil, mono in New York, changed the way NFL films ran everything? 30 for 30 percent, so then he starts showing all these pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. he's doing. He's, he's getting it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's that's exactly what's going on, man. Yeah, I mean, you look at that game. There's nothing intriguing about that. Uh, the Patriots, the Browns. Do you think the Browns can uh, – how great uh, would it be for some trash talk if uh, a certain quarterback goes ham uh, and shuts off the uh, <laughs> shuts off the Patriots' current undefeated 7-0? and What would you think about that? Oh! Dwight Howard just powerbombed George Yang. Let's go. Dwight Howard, you just got a bonus point for me for that one. I apologize. I didn't mean to seizure out like that. That's okay. I, it's, I, I, I don't care if you powerbomb somebody or not. I'm still saying what Kobe said about him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I ain't kill him, bitch. I don't uh, think New England... Catch me on saw. How about that? <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I love Tom Boyd. Uh, I, I don't uh, think New England should have a problem, but I mean... Love him or hate him, I think Baker Mayfield's the biggest heel in all of the NFL, and I do respect that because I love myself a good heel, but holy crap, is he not playing good this year? And this team is underperforming, and, you know, everybody was, everybody's freaking out about all these moves, and they're talking about this juggernaut of offensive players they got. At the end of the day, man, the Browns are still the Browns, and it's, it's mm. showing. So are you saying yeah. uh, so would you say next year we see another quarterback for the Cleveland Browns if you, if you if you already had to guess if you No, I Ryan, wouldn't go that to, far. All right, I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put the I'm going to put the uh the yes at uh plus uh plus 200. <laughs> do you, uh, do I will, you take I will not take those odds. Marcus Mariota still had a job up until last week and he's trash. Marcus Mariota has gone through three <laughs> Three head coaches and four offensive coordinators. And he got for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, but th- but th- that's also because Mike Rabel wouldn't know, uh, doesn't know what quarterback means unless he was hitting one of them. Are are you prepared that the two teams that are playing this week um, were the former one and two picks with Winston and Mariota, and next season they probably both won't even be on their respective teams. You know that that is really actually interesting. You say that. Uh, that's crazy. If, if you, if you had to, if you had to pick one of them to endure, uh, either as a backup somewhere or um, or actually get another opportunity, which one would you pick? I think Mariota should go take Winston's spot and let Bruce Arians try to fix him. And 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 that's exactly. Here's the thing: is that that was the first thing you said was was Mariota, and you're damn right. Mariota will get another shot, and he deserves another shot. And I think he deserves something with stable stability and and, and even a mediocre offensive line. Fact of the matter is, his best weapon since he's been in the league has been an aging tight end who, granted, is doing it ever so gracefully in Delaney Flippin' Walker. All right, King Henry came on you last year. 
great, but he's still only been in the league two years also. You know, he has not had any any sort of weapons, um, even to the to the level that Vince Young had. And Vince Young also had a dynamite defense behind him. But they haven't had, like, like they've drafted line. I mean, Taylor Lewan, Jack Conklin, like, they've, they've put linemen in front of him. Like, it's not like they just ignored it, to be fair. Oh, yeah. yeah but, but he, the weaponry just hasn't turned at, up. It's it's like the USC thing. Like, Oregon quarterbacks and the way that that school runs their offense is just not built for an NFL. Look at the last yeah. big name that came out, Joey Harrington. He was trash. The thing, the thing, the thing to me with Mariota is I don't. He doesn't like. He doesn't have like the. He doesn't. He doesn't the best at like in Oregon's offense. You essentially throw, like, to a spot on the field where the receivers like, gonna be. I just. I don't know if his like if he's the best. I don't know if his passing, and like passing guys open and stuff is. All that great. I think. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's terrible or anything. I still think he could be a starter, but I definitely think the system that he played in kind of um, amplified his, like, stats and his in college and his status, like, coming out and stuff. And, you know, Jordan, I'll back you on this, too. The fact that he has had the three different quarter er, coaches does hurt because he didn't come into the league with a, with a, a sustainable uh, – offense that can be ran productively in an NFL. We saw Chip Kelly try with the Eagles and it was a disaster. So you get him with the guy, Bruce Arians. I mean, that's like, that's like Andy Reid. You know, he's, he's like the quarterback whisperer. See, yeah. I, I honest to God think if Mariota went and played for, for Arians, that's the one chance he's got to get, to get his head right and get fixed, you know, and, or well, even, you know what, give him like a receiver. I think it'll actually be pretty damn good too. I'm just, I'm just this saying. Isn't gonna happen. Well, this isn't gonna happen. But yeah, this isn't gonna happen. But like an offense like Cliff uh, Kingsbury's would probably be perfect for Mariota. Yeah, yeah, I could see something that air raid style. Not yep. a bad take. It's you know it's the, the hard part too is there's not going to be a ton of open jobs. I mean, does Cincinnati finally move on from Andy Dalton? Yeah, I, mean, I would say so. I is think that, is that much... a spot? Uh, possibly. I mean, you, you know, you, uh, and even then, but even then, like that, they're still going to be in a situation where it's still not ideal either. I mean, they got the cupboard so the Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be much probably, there for there to throw on. The Buccaneers would be the best fit if for if for him to actually have he'd have on his side. I mean, he's got, he's got Godwin and Evans and O.J. Howard. I mean, yeah. he would have weapons where he would have no excuses. Like we would, we would be able to figure it out what he really is because, like well, yeah. I said, you have I the agree. quarterback That's... whisperer. You have off. You have offensive weapons, and if they're able to snag a running back in the draft this year, that completes that trifecta. Yeah, yeah. it'll be awesome. That would be. I, I I would love it. I'd give you one of them Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, like digital clock alarm clock jerseys and everything. All right, I'll be at Ray, Raymond <laughs> calculator be letters firing the cannon at Raymond James Stadium, y'all. Like, let's go. So, would you be a Buccaneers fan then, even though you're a Titans fan and Mariota just went to your team? I here's the thing. I would I would I would cheer for Mariota. I wouldn't be a Bucks fan by any means, but I you know you know how much I I gave uh, I gave more of. Um, uh, um, Mandel's success in A and M to Mike Evans rather than I did, uh, you know, to 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 Mandel. Mandel. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you know, so like 
I, I, I have, I have, I'm a fan of players on that team. I would like to see them do all right because I think they're, they're good players. And, and, and for, for real, they've, they've played the game right despite some of the circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes those guys deserve a little something good. I got the you know, older rookie cards. You want to buy them? <laughs> Elijah, let me throw this one to you then real quick, because I know you you mentioned a couple weeks ago, like, hey, maybe we actually will see him make a make a comeback, and then it dropped out with with the just errant ways that he's been playing football and with the baggage that comes with it. Do you think Jameis Winston gets a starting job after this if he gets cut? Um, I possibly, I, his, the, I think he could just because he's got talent and the NFL is kind of talent starved for quarterbacks nowadays. And you look at him and you're like, everybody would, will look at Jameis Winston and be like, Oh my God, I can make this guy something like, look at the game. Look at some of the games that he has, you know, I can fix. I can fix him. He's like, he's really talented, but he just sometimes will throw interceptions like he's giving out <laughs> like hot takes or something. But he also has a ton of talent, and he also has some really good games too. So you, there's going to be someone out there probably who's going to look at him and be like, I can fix him. Because there's but, realistically four openings probably for, for quarterbacks next year. If, I mean, yeah. if you really look at how deep QB really is, and one yeah. of them isn't going to matter because they're going to they're going to take a guy like Tua in the draft. Yeah. Um, and who's to say the you know my I look at Cincinnati, I look at Miami, I look at um, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and even though they did, did God, I mean Denver, Denver just played Blackhawk. Yeah, I could I could I could see like Titans Cincinnati. was the fourth team I was looking at. I can like, could see like one of those four teams giving him a like, be like, oh my god, there's nothing else out there, and maybe we don't want to like start our QB of the future right away. So let's see what so, we got with let's see what we can do with Winston. I trade mean, deadline I Tuesday. Let's just flip Mariota for Winston right now, and then the Bengals and Dolphins will draft Herbert and Tua, and there's our four quarterbacks. Boom. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, that, it, Cam, right, Cam how, how going to the Bears. Cam Newton's going to the Bears. Whoa! Oh man, how crazy would it be if that went down though? Just a, a quarterback for quarterback, no, no extras. Hey, would that be kind? Of, would that be kind of unprecedented in the, in the NFL? Probably. Yeah, but... I, I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of when like Stephon Marbury, Jason Kidd, and Terrell Brandon all got traded for each other. It was just straight up point guard for point guard for point guard, and they all tried to try yeah. a new point guard in the systems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I mean, like you just haven't seen. I just haven't seen that in the league where you potentially take two starters and just flop them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, just, yeah. I don't think you have. But I, I, but like, and that's the thing is, I don't think you can in this league, especially when it comes to starting quarterbacks. Like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's just, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like learning, uh, you know, routes as a receiver. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's a little more step to it, a little more wonk to it. So I, I don't know. It's yeah, 
It'd be interesting. So, I, w- I, w- I wish we could see something like that because that would definitely, you know, be something worth noting for both of those teams uh, in a well, season that realistically is going to go largely uh, no, just talking about the failures or the un- the, the, of, the, uh, of the young quarterbacks or perceived failures uh, despite their, their immense level of talent between the two of them. So where does this um, Newton Bears thing come from? I just, I've seen it on the internet that, like, I don't think it's got a ton of steam, but it could, it's like a lot of pe- things people are speculating because the Bears, like, you know, they probably want to try and they feel like there should be a Super Bowl contending team and Trubisky just isn't doing it and they want to do something and try and make a run. I've just been here and seen on the internet that the Bears could possibly or, like, like would be it would either they could possibly do it or it would, it would be smart and like why the Bears should try and trade for Cam Newton. So, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be interesting. wow, that would be interesting. But does does Cam does Cam have anything left in the body? You know what I mean? Like, dude's been taking a beating in the last three years. I mean, he's probably he's probably didn't give you way more than Trubisky does. Oof. There, and I again, mean, another young he might, have, he might get some protection there, too. Yeah. 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 I would take their line over. I would take their line over Carolina for sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but the Bears line hasn't been as great either without, without, long, without long in there either. So, I mean, I don't know, man. The, the, Bears, the Bears are not in good shape. Um, let's see. You know, again, a, a bunch of other – Speaking of, obviously, Panthers, got Panthers, 49ers, 49ers looking hot. Uh, Panthers still, again, not getting much done. Um, anybody really, really surprised to see Niners uh, obviously take them out while they're at home this week? I don't know. You can, you can win games that you're not supposed to win when you got Christian McCaffrey. So, mm. like, I can, I, can see, I can see the Panthers possibly pulling the upset, but... I would pick the Niners, but it wouldn't shock me. Like the Panthers aren't a terrible team, and they do have Christian McCaffrey. So, Ryan, uh, Niners. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think they're. You know, at first I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but I don't. I'm starting to become a believer. I I really see exactly why Belichick and company was so damn hell-bent on not getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, even though they had Brady, because we're seeing it right now. Yeah. And he's – this team, he doesn't have many offensive weapons. I mean, to be really fair. And he's doing a really good job. I mean, he's got Kittle, but I don't that know. Defense, I, man. That yeah. defense is – Dude, Richard, that defense. Sh- Richard Sherman is showing that, once again, sometimes you don't throw away the old dog because – because they still can keep going, and man, he's he's playing like he's got something to prove, and I think it helps that he got traded within the division because he knows he gets those two shots now at Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And their defensive line is their defensive line is is just ridiculous. Like their defensive line puts pressure on the quarterback. Like they they have a very their defense is pretty stout, and they've been building that defense up for. For, for quite now. some time now, yeah, yeah. The, you know, it's funny because when you say that too, if you look at that team now, um, you could almost compare it to the young, um, the young Seahawks team. You know, they were scrappy, strong defensively with a, with a quarterback who 
um, doesn't necessarily make the big play, but he does not make the big mistake. And, and, and that's something that can be something said about that team right now. They're, they're definitely handling business. Russell Wilson, though, has always been a big play guy, though. Like, he's always been pretty uh, pretty magical and, and, like, has made big plays. And he's been a kind of a pretty special quarterback to see, like, enter the league, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, I won't take that away from him, but I'll say he's also that early on team. He benefited so much from Marshawn Lynch, too. You know what I mean? I feel like that took a, a good um, uh, a good portion to, to really work for him. So that's why I'm not necessarily – yeah, he's, he's stellar, and he can make the big play, but it's not the, those early teams. That's not what got him there. It was the defense and, and, again, that lack of mistakes. And Russell Wilson making big plays, too. <laughs> Are you, man, Elijah, you, you, you're playing Madden right now And you probably use a Russell Wilson I hear them buttons clanging uh, yeah. No, I'm yeah, actually the but, Vikings uh, he, And you he, traded uh, for man. Russell Wilson he, 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 just, he just hit me with one of these right here just Take like, that for data Bam. <laughs> He just hit me with carries like that And he made explosive plays End of discussion. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of the Bears, uh, a fan started a GoFundMe to try to buy out Mitch Trubisky's contract. Oh my uh, God, man! Like I, he's been terrible, but it's only it's his second year. Yeah, and he led him to the playoffs last year, and he's yeah. been injured. It's not like he, yeah. you know, I mean, this dude was walking around with a sling. I mean, that basically means it's only his third year in football. He only, he only played one season in North Carolina. Yeah, he's he's only he's only he's like not an experienced player. Like he, how many games did he start in North or at North Carolina? Like eight or nine? I think nine? it was like eight. Yeah, it wasn't even that many. Like he's <laughs> he's still a pretty raw like raw dude. Like I don't know, man. Like it's one of those things where we complain about Minnesota sports fan being so fickle. But deep down, every team has this problem. Every, I mean, every oh, yeah. every fan base has this problem. I mean, like, come on. You know how many teams in the NFL would like to be able to take a risk on a guy like Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you just said about with Winston and Mariota. Somebody's going to take a chance because you, you you need that quarterback. And it's, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where everybody's kind of got their star, so there really isn't a big gap in free agency to find a quarterback. So when somebody does hit that market, people are going to jump. And it, I mean, people would jump to try to get a guy like Trubisky. I just like clowning on him because he's on the Bears, but I mean, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jen hates him, doesn't she? But I, I, I no, she likes Trubisky. But I, oh, I will say, I think. I think this is must win this week for this team because oh it is Chicago's sitting at three and three they're five hundred and depending how this stuff's going to be going I mean they got they got to catch the Vikings by three and they may have to catch the Bear or the Packers by four yeah you know so it's it's you're running out of time and these two teams are winning yeah yeah that's 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 amazing yeah you're right you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, nothing else really jumps out at me as far as big games. Any anything that you guys are looking forward to this weekend? Uh, Saints Cardinals. We could see uh, Breeze uh, getting back in. Uh, Teddy Two Glove obviously am, doing an ample job. I am interested in, in seeing what happens with David Johnson, just because he's like kind of going to be a game time decision, and Didn't I'm interested to see. I just last I checked, it was game time decision. 
but God, I hope I'm interested plays. to see. I'm interested to see how how man Chase Edmonds looked phenomenal last week. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I I picked him up in both my fantasy leagues, so I'm definitely interested in that. Is game he a real MVP happens. too? No. Yeah, that's funny. So just because you segued into that so well, how about how about we hit our real MVPs this week and uh, and oh, see what see what we see what we got? Let's just hit that little sounder right here, gentlemen. We'll just go really loud. Hey. 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 Ryan, you uh, you 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 brought it up. So how would you lead us off with your real MVP this week, sir? All right, I got uh, two honorable mentions. Uh, first one is uh, Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger of the WWE, uh, came out in with uh, Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara on his Bellator fight tonight. It was ruled a no contest after he severely nut shot need this guy to the point that uh, he was laying on the ground screaming. After the five minutes, he couldn't continue. The trainer came out and was holding his legs over his head, trying to give him air. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, mind you, he didn't get the W, but but Jack Swagger was beating the hell out of this guy, and I, I'm kind of bummed for him. Uh, go AEW. I'm glad you got the uh, representation on your banner. Uh, my other honorable mention is, ironically, Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady walked up to Muhammad Sanu after they got him on uh, yesterday and or today or whatever it was on the trade. Uh, with the Falcons, and he went, you know, introduced himself like he does to all the new guys, which I will give him credit for. He's always the first guy to greet the new cats. And he shook his hand. He goes, hey, man, I know you rock number 12. If you want it, take it. I'll, I'll wear my number 10 that I wore in Michigan. And Sanu was like, just kind of laughed. He goes, no, I'm serious. If you want your number, I'll give it to you. And he goes, no, I'm going to wear 14. But uh, Tom Brady offering his number to Muhammad Sanu, I thought that was a class act thing. Uh, shows that leadership that why they keep winning. But my real yep. MVP this week goes to uh, Luka Doncic, who got his ninth triple-double this year. He is now the uh, the has the most triple-doubles for any player under the age of 21, surpassing Magic Johnson tonight. So kudos to Luka Doncic as Dallas rolled on to get the W on, uh, in New Orleans by uh, seven tonight. You know, I, uh, I'm not going to lie right now, Ryan. When you said he got his ninth triple-double this year, uh, I got really confused. Like, damn, they only played two games. My Go man had career. like six to, I know, dude. I, I, I misheard it. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, this dude's You've just, been like, in a hyperbolic sleep chamber for a month. We're actually in December right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't tell me that. Uh, I think it's actually 69 days until Christmas, I believe it is, or until the end of the year or something like that. So I, if, if I recall in the mathematics there. That's uh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, you know, I'm going to give a shout-out to the hometown kids, uh, to the Minnesota United Football Club. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, inaugural season for Allianz Stadium here in the St. Paul area. Uh, they made the playoffs uh, to uh, go against the Los Angeles Galaxy, hosting their first playoff game uh, on October 20th. Uh, obviously, they did fall short to the Galaxy, but they gave it a good run. And obviously, uh, having some postseason uh, home games, uh, is not a bad thing as far as I'm concerned for the Twin Cities. Uh, hopefully we can keep this uh, stretch going on right now. Oh, okay. Elijah, who you got for MVP? You guys are going to laugh at me. Ryan's going to make fun of me, but it's definitely going to be some. Nope, it's going to be someone from my fantasy team again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! No! 
Jordan goes, no fantasy team MVPs. I said, I ain't gonna do that. That's that's my <laughs> real MVP. You if you don't if you don't like it, then I then I then I won't do it. I'll just say fine. I don't. I, my real MVP is my mama. That's tight. That's <laughs> your mama. Your mama's she mama. Re- she ain't my real MVP either. <laughs> oh no! So who? It's not, well, if it's not Edwards, who is it? It's myself. Oh. <laughs> is it Sonny Michelle? Yep. Yeah, because he won you that uh, game. Pretty much. He, I want to thank him for having 42 yards and three touchdowns <laughs> to go along with those 42 yards. Thank you. Oh, man, that killed me. I can't believe suck that it, just happened it, like suck that. Suck Suck it, Jovan. Suck it, Jovan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't even get back to my trade request, that bitch. <laughs> Gee, oh, my God, guys. Right. What's going on here? Man, oh, I offered Jovan a great trade to help his team because his team needs any help it could get. And he didn't even – I don't even know if he looked at it. It just – it just evaporated like it never happened. So I don't even, I'm glad he lost. He'll be in the title. You just made the list. <laughs> and I'll be sitting in the playoffs. It's like a first round bye right now. So you don't need to have my good players, Dick. That's funny. Uh, that's that's super funny. He's my non-MVP. He's <laughs> not MVP. That's my super killer, man. My MVP goes to Jovan Olsen and the WWE. The N M V P the anti M V P if stay we had in a your sound lane. it would just be the uh yeah, stay in your lane, Jovan, and check your trade. Um the anti M V P would just be the real M V P clip played in reverse like you did it on a record when apparently you could hear the devil talk when you played Chicago back then in a uh, little Nicky. Oh, remember that was, dude he's like oh, was it Chicago? What are you talking about? Everyone yeah, thought it was, uh, everyone's always like, oh, it's Black Sabbath, it's Black Sabbath. No, it's Chicago. Yeah. Hold me now. Talk for me. Like, I'm sorry. Elijah, have you ever seen the movie Little Nicky? Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah, like a long time ago. I don't really remember so that movie, though. The stoner That's guy plays, like fried chicken. The, the stoner guy plays the, the Chicago album, gets played backwards for him, and he's like, ah, oh, Chicago kicks ass. <laughs> what you oh, yeah, like? okay, I remember that now. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God, that movie was that movie was fucking terrible. Uh, Excuse my uh, language. God, That's bad. great. That movie came out on on DVD like when DVDs first dropped when I was seventeen working at Blockbuster, and I it was yeah. so ghetto though because I had to buy it. And then you had to like use like an extender box if you had an RF switch instead of like uh, RF ports or like AV what? ports. So I had to buy like an extender box to connect to the RF unit or the RF switch, the coax on the back of my TV. So I had to have two boxes to play a a DVD. First DVD I bought was Scream 3. Tight. Shout out out (laughs) to to, the Dewey. To Arquette, we come full circle, baby. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I got to get back on the track, guys. we're going, we're going top 25 in the NCAA football right now. Playoffs quickly approaching. Playoffs, that's right, playoffs. Um, we got uh, we to gotta obviously pay homage to the top five right now. Uh, all undefeated, looking like Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. We also got Penn State rounding out, actually, that undefeated uh, in, the, in the top six. 
Uh, also in the top 25, still undefeated. You have Baylor seven and zero right now. You got Southern Methodist. There's eight and zero. You got oh yeah, the Minnesota Golden Gophers seven and zero at number seventeen. There, uh, Appalachian State. Remember when they beat Michigan? Because I do. They're six and zero. You know it's uh, pretty interesting here. Obviously, we know Alabama, LSU will have to play each other at some point here. Um, Ohio State, Penn State will have to play each other. Penn State is obviously on the Gophers schedule there that so there's going to definitely be some separation in this big 10 um let's see if you were if you were still betting uh, at this point right now who are you betting to take uh to take the the championship or at least just to make the four at this point let's say to make the four ryan i mean alabama is always always in there i think clemson makes it i i think ohio state gets in and I think Oklahoma does. I think LSU gets bounced. I think they're the odd man's out. I, yeah. I truly think, and this would be the Cinderella story, but uh, funny about at work, uh, he's hellbent uh, that this is going to happen. But he said Oklahoma is going to beat Alabama in the championship and Jalen Hurts is going to shove it down Alabama's throat. Oh, man. <laughs> That's that would juicy. Be, oh, that would that... be very juicy. Because oh, think about man. it, he, he gets bounced. I mean, and, and you know, well deserved because Tua did fantastic. He goes yeah. to Oklahoma. They're seven and zero right now. They're number five. All it takes is one team to slip. You know, mm. just one slip. I don't. I don't see Alabama losing. I mean, I, I don't see Clemson losing. But you look at LSU's schedule. They got to. I mean, it's right there. They have to play Alabama. One of these two teams is getting bounced because of that. And. Like I said, I don't see Ohio or I don't see Alabama losing. And yeah, Ohio, I, I, I mean, they got Penn State, they got Michigan, they got Rutgers, and they got Maryland left. And then the Wisconsin game, you know, they got a couple of tough games that Penn State game, but a lot of layups too. I think that's how Oklahoma gets in with with LSU out. I gotta agree with Ryan. I I can't I can't not agree with Ryan. He's dude, I, he picked everyone I was gonna pick. Yeah, Ryan's the real MVP too. Throwing them out like like Oprah giving MVPs here. Let's go. You get an MVP. You get an MVP. I like it. I like it. We can do that. Yeah, I agree. I think Alabama is definitely going to beat LSU. LSU is going to be the odd man out. Ohio State. You're right. They do have that weaker schedule when you look at that. Um, figuring out oh, they get Wisconsin this week, but it's at the horseshoe. Uh, I that's actually my lock of the week as far as uh, the spread games go right now. I think uh, Ohio State's going to drum them hard and just really just just get them out of there. Um, Penn State will be a challenge, but honestly, I, I think uh, talking about the little engine that could or the boat that always keeps rowing, the Golden Gophers, their final schedule is, is, is pretty gross. But I think if they can win two out of two out of three of the, uh, the ranked games that they're currently facing, that, uh, you know, we can uh, we can definitely be playing on a, a New Year's Day game. Uh, they have Iowa. Well, they, they, this week it's Maryland, which as long as they don't look too far ahead, we got Penn State. We're at home for that game. That could definitely that's be a wild one. Home, that's, that's, I, I'm saying, and we got two weeks to prepare for it, too. You got to look at that. We, 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 we're at home against Maryland, which is, I don't want to say the word layup, but it kind of feels like a layup. We right. got two weeks prepare for Penn State and scheme for Penn State. Yep. And I think that's a huge, a huge advantage to get that extra week where you're not, you know, instead of we're prepping to play, you know, Rutgers or something. No, we, we get an extra week to prep. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, to that, be fair, it could be a primetime game too. Like, yeah, Penn State doesn't play play on the second either. So I mean, they will be coming prepared. But man, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm going to bet on them to win Minnesota. But man, I, this is the first time. God, probably since the Maroney and Barber days where I've actually said, holy crap, we have a college football team that actually is worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, until, yeah. until, you, and I, until you and I watch them against Michigan and <laughs> they give up, what, what was it, like a 14 nothing lead against Michigan? Do you remember us oh, watching yeah. that game? Yeah. Oh, that was That's terrible. Funny. That was when we, we had the high hopes. But I don't know how you feel Tanner Morgan, dude, looks like a quality quarterback. Like, it, it's isn't it such a breath of fresh air to have a quarterback who's who's got a passer rating of 186.9 when we had Mitch Leitner who was throwing a football <laughs> to a fan at a luncheon and he hit a ceiling light, or or like receivers that actually can that actually can make plays so we don't always have to run the ball. Yeah, Rashad Bateman. 605 yards. Dude, Tanner Chris Morgan's Autumnville. 101 for 152. Yeah. Rashad Bateman, you have Tyler Johnson, you have Chris uh, Autumn, uh, Atun Bell. 16 less, 16 less yards. You're 100% right with that. Dude, look at Winfield's kid just slapping balls out, man. Just just grabbing it. You know, he's got four picks. Rodney Smith, Rodney oh. Smith, Shannon Brooks, the Fumi uh, Falu, whatever that. I can't pronounce his name, but the dude, the other running back, that's really good too. I mean, like, I know, these guys, they definitely are loaded with players like like they never have been before. Mohammed Ibrahim, are you talking about? Yeah, Mohammed Ibrahim. Ibrahim Moises. So and they got they gotta, uh, the, the Gophers got five games left on the schedule: Maryland, Penn State, Iowa, Northwestern, and uh, and Wisconsin. What's the record for these five games? I will not be mad if we finish nine and three. So, so I we lose three of the games. If if we lose to the three ranked teams but beat Maryland Northwestern, and we go nine and three, I think that's something that I can go. Hey, next year we might actually come into the season ranked. Let's but see we what beat, we can do here. But I think we, we beat, could beat. I, I think Iowa's a beatable team, and depending if Wisconsin doesn't have anything to play for, Wisconsin. I mean, man, if we were an eleven and one. I, I, I think, I think that's possible. Personally, I, I think I think you look at that because here Iowa's definitely beatable. Uh, you figure we've beaten Iowa, we've beaten Wisconsin in the last year. We can definitely beat Northwestern. Penn State really is honestly the hardest game of this block, in my personal opinion, uh, and it's at home. Iowa, I think we can beat Iowa on the road considerably easy, personally. I, they don't have too much that actually impresses me, and I think, uh, I think that can happen. Penn State, that's going to be the tough one, and that's going to be at home. Wisconsin, again, they've, they've proven that they can be beaten already, and they've had some lackluster performances, too, this year. So I think, I think we could get four games. I think, I think realistically, if they're going to lose two, but uh, but it cannot be it cannot be to it cannot be to Maryland or, or Northwestern. Otherwise, being pre- ranked preseason, you can kiss that goodbye. Let me let me ask you this, Elijah. I want to get your your opinion because you know you're a gopher head. If we managed to win out, I mean, I can I can never remember in football, but we we get a Big Ten title game against Ohio State, then wouldn't we? We won't need to win out on that. 
All we have to do is uh, beat if we beat Wisconsin, we'll we'll. Yeah, uh, for record, for for where I'm going, record's sake, we're twelve and zero. Yeah. And yeah. if we beat Ohio State, does that put us in the top four? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I it, really it would be close from seventeen into the national championship playoff, the college football playoff. I mean, I don't know if it's physically possible to jump that many teams, but. If we go and beat number three, six, thirteen, and twenty in in our last, yeah, I mean it's just crazy to think especially, about. That's especially never, if Ohio State, because Ohio State will be like they if they went out, they will be they'll be a playoff team. So if we dude, if we ended up beating, yeah, that, yeah, I so we I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go, I think they're gonna go five and two. Uh, I think Penn State's going to be the toughest game, but I do think that they're probably going to lose the combination. They're either going to lose to Penn State and Wisconsin or they're going to lose to Penn State and uh, Iowa. I don't think they're going to lose to Northwestern, Maryland, or um, that's it for the that's it for the non-ranked teams. So, yeah, I think they're going to go I think they're going to go 5 and 2 the rest of the way. Three and two. Three and two. Three and two. The rest of the way. Because yeah, I, I don't I, think. Northwestern barely lose. has layups. Yeah. Think. Man, dude, like, I know it's crazy to think about, it, and and I mean, realistically, we're we're not expecting it, but the fact that we're moving in, we're a week away from November, and we're talking about the Gophers being undefeated, potentially trying to, maybe you know, maybe we get into like a Rose Bowl or something, you know. Yeah, it's that would be tight. Maybe that, we're they're not predicting Alamo that. right now. Is that what they're predicting? See, but even that's yep. like oh, that's better yeah, than the that's a New Year's Day game. That's a New Year's Day game. Yeah, the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Yeah, that's where we always end up in. Like, or the it should Nashville be the Meineke Car Bowl? Care Bowl starring the Gophers. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Maybe, maybe if we actually get to the New Year's Bowl game, these people will like. Shut up about fucking like firing PJ Flex. That's just gonna fail anybody's mind. Like PJ Flex held a respectable record the entire thing. Like he's he's brought tr- the he's won trophy games. Like that 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 realistically should not be a, co- a conversation. And if it is a conversation, I kind of question those people because you know what? Like all the, the the I know we talked about the old the the olden Nebraska fans who think their team's still relevant. But like PJ Fleck runs people like those fans the wrong way because he's so rah rah, um, and he handles business against some of these these uh, alma mater schools. Like you know what, keep keep them going. And I think yeah, I think it's the Minnesota fan problem, man. At this point, I think I think he might be right. Well, it's people are so fickle. Like oh, we lost the, we lost the Rutgers. They should never lose to a team like that. Therefore, the coach should be fired, and you should figure out a statistically proven way to take his job. Like they, shut your they, damn mouth. Well, and these, well, and these people like they do this about the. Uh, no matter who the coach is, every year they say the same shit. It's like, um, dude, who who else are we gonna get to come in here? Like Minnesota is not a fucking destination job. Like we're we're lucky we have a guy like PJ Fleck that can recruit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I always say, when's the last time we've seen? A Minnesota team that has all these like just young talented players 
on like especially on the offense and like wide receivers, not just like guys who can just run the ball. Like our offense is like so much more entertaining to watch now and so much more cool because we can do other stuff besides run the football every every play. Like we have guys that can catch a pass and take it eighty yards to the house and it's like Fleck has brought these guys in and yeah, he may be a little like hyper and whatever, but that's what the kids like nowadays. Like, I don't know what it is, man. Just I, maybe there's maybe most of the Minnesota fans are baby boomers or something, and they don't like the millennial like attitude or something that PJ Fleck, uh, Fleck seems to bring. But seriously, man, who else? Who better are we gonna find? You're and, not. You know, PJ Fleck's gonna go somewhere else, and the next guy is gonna come in. They're gonna say the same shit about him and complain about him, and it's just—it's just a repeating cycle with the Gophers. We could—we could get Urban Meyer in here, and they'd bitch. Yeah, I just <laughs> no. Uh, I, we I like, know if you laugh, but you we know like damn well Hulk, man, and he left us, man. Jordan, you—you laugh, but you know damn well that I'm not far off from how stupid some of these Minnesota sports fans. It's like those dipshits in that Facebook group that you're in. It's just—it's. Yeah. It, asininely ridiculous that these, that these uh, it just it pisses me off like like how how like we get swept by the Yankees how many people are probably wanting Rocco Baldelli's head a lot oh, everybody we, we made no we shouldn't have even been in the freaking playoffs with our roster and we, we overachieve and we succeed and we make it in we win a division and people are too worried about complaining than celebrating it's bullshit it's annoying it's stupid I will or say like, I still question the fact example, that we didn't start our two best pitches or pitchers game one and game two. I just that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Rocco. One, one, one example. One example. A guy I was arguing with the other day about Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, he shoots too many threes. He should he should be inside more. I'm like, did you did you watch the fucking game? Like, we have players like Carl Anthony Towns and people complaining about oh just trade him or get rid of him or or he's no good. He just puts up stats and it's like. Oh my God! I'm just like, uh, like that's, that's, that's such a good segue. That's why, that's why I always say that's, that's why I always say Minnesota Minnesota can't have nice things because we get nice things and people fucking complain about them. But I've All never right. heard so many problems from Elijah in my life. All right, never heard what you, you so brought it on. I'm from Elijah in my life. I'm 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 ready. Are you ready? Oh uh, God! Real I don't quick. Even... Before you're ready, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out there. If we're eight zero going into that Penn State game, man, I, I found I found lower level seats to the Penn State game for a hundred bucks. I'm just saying we might have to make a trip because that might be worth going to. That'd be yeah. litty. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I found I found row nineteen corner of the end zone, hundred and eight bucks. Oh my god! Can I wear can, can I wear a Brian Cupido jersey? I don't care as long as it's not Mitch Leitner. <laughs> Dude, Cooper was Cooper was pretty good, man. I'm not. I don't like, think he was bad. I like I, I, I thought I thought he, he was some, one he of the better some... quarterbacks we had from from that era, like back then. Like, I take him over Mitch Leitner a hundred times. I take him over Billy Cochran. I take him over Marquise Gray. Oh no, Marquise Gray was not good, dude. That's oh, why they kept switching my... him. Marquise Gray is not good. That's why they kept switching him and him in and out and shit because he couldn't pass. 
Wildcat, yeah, baby, was, Wildcat. Marquise Gray was like a poor man's Cordell Stewart. And that's okay. Slash, slash, oh, slash. Poor. Yeah, All right. Okay. Poor, poor, poor. Like, he couldn't throw the ball to save his life. All right. So, uh, I, I here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, before we cut off on the Gophers take, I, I got I got to I, – I, I would uh, – dang, I forgot half of what I was going to say now. I, I, I will tell you this, Elijah. I would rather have Drew Stanton than Mitch Leidner. To, and you know my hate for Drew Stanton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's terrible. I'd, um, I'd rather have Brian Cooper. I'd rather have Cooper over Asad Kalu out of Kalik or whatever his name is. Yeah. Now, what I know is about to be said. I think I might have to go get a, a, a alcoholic beverage because this might get ugly. All right. All right. So the basic of my statement, and now I'm going to back it up with data. All right, I'm going to get my Fizdale on my data. I said. Now, now what are we getting into? This is going to be the NBA, and you said bad Facebook takes, and uh, and particularly that of Carl Anthony Towns and fickle fans. I said, if the Timberwolves do not make the playoffs, the uh, Carl Anthony Towns at this point will be no better than Kevin Love. Did he leave? <laughs> he left. I heard. That's what I figured. That is uh, that is one now, of the most horrific takes I've ever heard in my life. Now <clears throat> hold on, hold 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 on. So I decided to take it to the old basketball reference for some backup on this. Yeah, where you get and, to take a guy who played with a bunch of scrubs, so somebody's got to rack up points and stats. That's but, but again. Then we can say the same thing right now for Carl Anthony Towns. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you right now, 2013-2014. Hold on, Elijah's back. I gotta get. I gotta hear a piece of this before I start dropping numbers. Alex Crusoe passing it with Sam Darnold in the building. Here we go. Elijah, was that accidental or was that just coincidental or what? What's going on there, man? Do you, Do you agree? <laughs> he dropped. He dropped yeah. again. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm going to get into the numbers. Because men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Jay-Z told me that. All right? 2013-2014, he averages God. 26 points, uh, 4.4 assists, and 12 rebounds a game. All right, serviceable, quality numbers. You know who's not averaged 26 points for an entire season? That's right, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't. Yeah, because he's had people to score. He doesn't have to score the whole time. But, but even those guys don't make the damn baskets. Hold on, he's back. I'm going to see if I can get an actual word out of him because I'm going to drop some more stats. Eliza, I see that your name is I Hate You. So now <laughs> I, I want to know. I want to know where – where your feelings are on this this topic. Again, I, 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 I prefaced it with saying if he does not make the playoffs, because I, I still contend the reason that the Timberwolves were in the playoffs to begin with was because Jimmy Butler, Elijah. I'm here. 
do you, do you have just on the face value of that argument? I, if you had three words to say to to to, to just counter it right now, do you, do you, where is it? About Jimmy Butler? Uh, no, I just the the, the the take in general. Am I am I way off? Am I off? Or am I? Would you even say I'm kind of right? I I think I just I don't think. I don't think you can look. I don't think. I don't think. No, I. I don't. I don't think you can look at the like the wins and losses and say like, oh, Carl Anthony Towns is no better than Kevin Love. All you have to do is just watch the watch the games, like the eye test thing. And with the with the whole Jimmy Butler point, that you do have a point there. I think Butler was a big reason why they made the playoffs. But I also feel that the that season Carl Anthony Towns was not used correctly and just it was a bad situation with how like the Thibodeau's coaching staff kind of stunted the stunted the youth on the team and you know Jimmy Butler and Towns just weren't a good fit to me Butler wasn't really interested in getting Towns Towns the ball in positions to score and he was more uh, I guess I should say ISO guy to me and looking to get his own looking to get his own shots and stuff. So yeah. Butler probably was the main reason why they made the playoffs that year, but it wasn't like to me it wasn't a good season for them just because of how they made the playoffs. And obviously Butler came back and kinda of stunk it up in the playoffs and they were out in the first round anyways. So if the Wolves didn't have Jones, Butler wouldn't have made the playoffs either. That is so true. There's yeah. no better than Kevin Love. So here, here, no, hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, now, now here's 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 again por- portions of my argument. All right. You, you, you talk about a whole different broader spectrum than where we're even going now by adding extra pieces here. We're not. I'm, I'm just giving you the statistics. He was. He was. I'm going based on what he said. He said that he was not getting the touches of the looks. Uh, his best season, uh, Towns' best season, and, and here's one thing that I give Towns a lot of credit for. Dude's literally only missed five games his entire career so far. He's played three full seasons, uh, started all of them, and last year he started 77 of them as far as regular season games go. So Towns is awesome in health. So there's no there, – he's played a lot of games, played a lot of minutes. His best season was his second year so far, averaging 25.1 points, uh, 12.3 total rebounds, uh, 2.7 assists, and, and 1.3 blocks. So he, the year with Butler, he averaged his – second best total so far, which is 24.4 points, uh, 12.4 rebounds. So literally that number stays the same. His assists are up. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe because he has a guy like Butler. And then his blocks are actually uh, the second best outside of his rookie year. He's literally had his best probably total statistics uh, with, with Jimmy Butler. Now, when I compared them to that of, of, again, the last year or the best year, if you will, of, of Kevin Love, he was 26 points, nine, or, I'm sorry, 12.5 rebounds. So those are, those are literally the two numbers, 4.4 assists. Oh, look, it's the exact same number, give or take one, because uh, he averaged one less block. Literally the same stats, and that's my point, is if, if he can't carry this team, he wanted to be the leader when, when Jimmy was on the team and, you know, and and obviously he wasn't hearing them, uh, you know, if he can't lead the team, what do you do? And, and what do you mark them as if that's the case? 
Well, what's his defensive efficiency? Because Kevin Love could not play defense. So, yes, it's, it's great that he averaged two more points a game than Carl Anthony Towns, but, it, but he didn't play defense. He stood there and just waited for rebounds. He just cherry-picked rebounds. He, did, he didn't play any good defense. It's, it was evident even in Cleveland when he was getting exposed by some of the guys on the Warriors. So, like, who, okay, who do, who do the Warriors I'm, not I'm gonna, expose? I'm gonna say last. I'm gonna say last year though. If you like, if you watch the games a lot, the like beginning of the like Towns had a, Towns had probably like his worst stretch of ball games last year. Like early on the season, like people were writing articles about him like regressing and like they're like, what is wrong with Carl Anthony Towns? What's like he's not playing good, and he actually probably saved his season last year when Jimmy Butler was out with the injury. That's when Carl Anthony Towns actually really picked everything up and, like, was actually playing, like, Towns from, like, from the, from the season before. So, I just, I don't, I think there's, pl- there's a lot of reason to, to think that Butler being there, even though they made the playoffs, like stunted our younger players' growth because it it did happen last year. Even though his numbers were close to his second year, like I said, once when Butler was out with injury, Towns like Towns play would like dramatically jumped up. Everyone know everyone knew that because he was not playing but we great. Lost when games. Jimmy Butler was in the lineup. But we lost four games. Like we, we we went from a three seed to almost out of the playoffs. But you're but you're trying to make the point that he played better, like that he played he played better when Butler was there, and he didn't. But but his season was better, <laughs> like that. That's that's one of the things that yeah, I was pointing out. Was better, but you, that, that's the thing is the team was better. You want to talk about Kevin Love having better stats? Of course he's going to have better stats. Look at his roster: J.J. Barea, Corey Brewer, Chase Buttinger, Dante Cunningham, Robbie Hummel, Otheus Jeffers. Luke Richard Mbamute, Nikola Pekovic, AJ Price, Alexi Shvid, Ronnie Turiaf, Derek Williams. Who else is going to score? You you can't use that as a stat. Where yes, his stats were better, but the team wasn't winning when Butler was out. Yeah, because it's it's a team game when it's all said and done. And if you have the better roster on the court, you're going to win. Kevin Love didn't win either. So what's that? That's that's a no. But that's, point. that's my point. I'm saying that, can, and we all agree that Kevin Love is is. By and large, a, a big, big piece, a big piece of meat with uh, some big hands that can, that can, you know, just get some stats. That's my point. I'm saying unless this dude shows that he has the heart of a lion and can and can get his soldiers in line, if they're not going to make the playoffs, he's no better than Kevin Love. That's my point. But but you you that, you got to look at it in the West. He's got Cup, better talent on his team right now. You got to win 50 games. You have to go fifty and thirty-two to make the make the playoffs. Yeah, you had to do that then too. That's my point. Like, there's the, none yeah. of that has changed for the West. I understand that, but that's what I'm if, not comparing his. I'm not comparing uh, his East stats because obviously I know those don't count. You got LeBron flipping James on your team. This is this is just all I have to, all I have to say is for me, all all it takes for me to see that Towns is a better player, regardless of wins, losses, whatever, is just watching the two play, like. If you don't see who's better by watching the two play, then I don't know what to tell you because 
in my eyes, it's obvious that Towns is a, is a better player than Kevin Love just by watching the guys play, what they do on the court. I would say they both take too many threes. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, NBA but that, kicked but that's, off. That's, that's, that's where the NBA is going now. Big guys know, shoot threes. I know. I know it. I know but it. But Carl Anthony Towns has better, to me, has a better post-up game than Kevin Love did. Well, he's also bigger. But he still so has a better post-up. He still has a better than Kevin Love. He still has a better post-up just... game. That doesn't matter if he's bigger. Uh, let's see here. JaVale McGee is fucking bigger than almost all the centers. His post-up game is fucking awful. They have two two F-bombs in one sentence. Oh, oh my God. God. Like, but but El- you can't El- compare Elton Brand. JaVale Elton McGee doesn't Charles, even deserve to be compared Charles, to Kevin Love. Charles, Charles Bark. I'm, no, I'm not comparing the two as players. I'm, you're saying, like, just because Towns is bigger, his post game is going to be better? No, but but these are, these are, those are two players with equal Six, skill. JaVale McGee is not of equal skill of either of those guys. But I'm I'm not ta- I'm not saying they are. No, I'm just saying like, because one. No, 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 I did not say that. No, I did no, not say I'm, that. I'm I'm, on, I'm agreeing with you, Elijah. I'm not I'm not bashing you. I'm. Oh, I you, thought you were Jordan. I thought you were Jordan talking. I'm just saying like just because a guy's bigger than another guy doesn't mean his post game is going to automatically be better. It doesn't make no, sense. No, but I just like I said. I think they're. I think they're. I think his 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 post game is better, but it's not. It's not like comparing Kareem to 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 either one of these two. You know what I mean? It's not it's not that comparison. Like I don't think I don't think Cat's uh, post game is is legendary by any means. You know, but he's definitely got one. And and that's also that. not to say that Love didn't have one. You know what I mean? I'm just saying I, I'm just I don't know. Like I said, I I just I want the Wolves to succeed, but it, it's all going to be on his shoulders now. And if and and, and like I said, there's got to be that culpability. Uh, well. These, these these two games that we just watched watched tonight, he's oh, he's, take, he's handling business. Yes, I I agree. Uh, two games two games in, hey, they're undefeated, but man. I'm they're gonna saying, at this point you, they're eighty two and zero, baby. But but you do if you do watch though, like he has a a lot of times he has them in games or he has really good games and they just come up short and it's not usually because of Carl Anthony Towns sucking. So so, so Anthony Davis. Uh, and the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs that year, so is Anthony Davis no better than Kevin Love because he couldn't get his team to the playoffs in the Western Conference? Yeah, but he he also has brought his team to the playoffs. Yeah, I understand that because he's had all-stars with him. There's a difference. If you're playing with – if you took four scrubs and Kevin Love and four scrubs and Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns' team is beating the scrubs and Kevin Love. Kevin okay. Love is not – not backing down and outplaying Carl Anthony Towns. He's not athletic enough. He doesn't have enough intangibles. He sits in a corner and heaves threes. That's what he's, that's what he's known for. They, they wouldn't make a joke that he's a nativity scene if that wasn't his. There's a reason when he, went, when he got traded, he became the third option because he's, he's not a, he, he wasn't an all-star. He wasn't a superstar. Carl Anthony Towns is a superstar. You could argue he's the third best center in the NBA. I don't know if you've ever been able to say Kevin Love was the third best power forward in the NBA. Mm, that's a, that's a, that is definitely, I, yeah, I could, I could, you're absolutely right. I'll, 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 I'll say that for sure. He has definitely never been considered the third best power forward because at the same time he was going to be with, uh, yeah, no, there's no way, no way he would get that. I like I said, I, I just, that's my, that's my, my point though right now. I'm going to, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride or die with it. And you know how it gets down. All right. 
Don't make, uh, don't make so me hang up again. Switching out of this don't make me hang up again. This is, this is almost the same, the same take as when, when I said I'd rather have Troy Aikman than Dan Marino because he's won a Super Bowl. I, but you know, I it, said that too. Yeah, I understand that. But what I, yeah, you did too. But what I mean is it all depends on how you look and define what you think a player is. If you want to yeah. base it off of stats, it'll give you a, better, a different description than possibly what an eye test gives you. That's just how things go. I like stats and eye tests in my for me that's that's my barometer. I, you have, I mean, you gotta have a little, you got a little column A, a little column B. Yeah, I, cha- I think cha- you gotta have one or the other at some point. Championships championships matter to me a little bit, but I I think I'm one and of the people that's more more. I think I'm one of the people that's more liberal about if a player has championships or not. I just like the numbers that they put up and what I see them do when I watch them play is the big determining factor for me. So, so what's their? Do you have their career stats? Uh, their career average? With uh, with Town, this? Towns and Love. Towns averaging twenty two point three, twelve boards, three assists a game, shooting fifty four percent from the field. Uh, Kevin Love, what is he sitting at? With all those inflated seasons, he's averaging eighteen point three, eleven point three boards. So he's averaging eighteen, eleven, and two, shooting forty four percent. Yep. I understand it's a smaller sample size because Towns hasn't played as many years, but you know, I'm just saying that that matters. That 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 does matter. But but again, I you know we got time will tell because who knows if, if Towns gets frail at all either? Because you know uh, how many games did uh, did uh, did Kevin Love miss for doing knuckle push-ups? Um, <laughs> I mean, that being said. That being said, obviously we're, we're excited because he. Something. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I don't yeah, buy them. Nobody buys the knuckle push-ups. Come on, man. Uh, so NBA season's underway. Clippers are two and zero along with the Timberwolves right now. Uh, Ryan, the Lakers in last place right now. <laughs> uh, that first game, game, buddy. I I know I know. <laughs> I they're beating by eleven right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ryan, Look, I, obviously, I know you're excited. No, be a Lakers fan, Jordan. It's not my fault. I, that you're not a fan anymore because you had to jump off. You jump off the team when they're not winning. You're as bad as Minnesota sports fans are, and I'm, I'm almost <laughs> glad you're on the other team's bandwagon and off of mine. Jordan, it's one Jordan, Jordan is kind of Minnesota. Jordan is kind of Minnesota fan esque. Sort of. <laughs> you damn right I am. Don't be retired. Nothing's ever, nothing's ever good enough, man. Hey, because because the Lakers spoiled me. Uh, but th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. No seasons here. We're all excited. Obviously, the big off season was huge. We did get to see the Clippers uh, against against quality um, quality teams uh, on face value. Obviously, uh, the the Golden State Warriors a little hamstringed right now, so that game uh, kind of not quite the same as what you would if you were actually going to bill it. But uh, you know, how excited are we going into this season? Obviously, you you you're, you know, talking Carl Anthony Towns the first two games, he's he's being a lion. I will concede that instantly. I just figured I had to ruffle some feathers uh, to for for tonight's show. Um, ruffle feathers, man. You should you should get bad sports takes tattooed on your lower back like a hose stamp. Oh man. Don't make me bring up that strength of schedule thing I called you out on off the air. Ooh. Wait, wait, what strength of schedule thing? The Patriots thing. That was a terrible take. 
the, they, they got six. No, that, that, that was, I, I still, no, I stand by that too, because at the time, that's what the records were. And you said for the last 10 years, they've played the easiest schedule every year. Because it, divisionally? Yeah, but overall, they, they, they finish divisionally. Top, they usually play the 12th or between 10th and 15th hardest schedule for like the last eight seasons. So they're beating the teams they should beat, but they're also beating everybody else's favorite team, which pisses me off because they're that good. And that, and that, yes, but still, again, when you're starting to like, it's uh, it's it's they're playing college football schedules. You're, you're going against a bunch of chubs. I, I'm not even going to get into this. No, because like we can we can call it. It's not a it's not a bad take. It's not a bad take. You got to play Nick, ten more games in your division. Nick and Chubbs. You go, you go and play four first place teams and you beat all four of them. I'm just saying, and I don't like the Patriots. I ain't trying to defend them, but come on, man. Yeah, but then the, any other scrubs in those bottoms of those divisions too. Well, do they play hey, the four first place teams, and then they play. They, they, yeah, no. Pittsburgh, I, I, I'm Pittsburgh not. Got to play Cleveland and Cincy. I mean, Houston's got to play the Titans every year. I'm just saying, like Titans were a playoff team two years ago. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan does have a point about their division being crappy, but they still they they still win they still win like in the playoffs. It's not like yeah. they. I mean, they're they're beating they, they, every. They beat. They got six rings for a reason. They do have. They do have a. They do have kind of an easy road sometimes to get to where they need to go. But then they beat the teams that they need to beat as well. So. And I mean, you can't finish with the tenth hardest strength of schedule if you're not playing good teams. I mean, if you played six division games and you finish with the tenth best strength of schedule, think of the other ten teams you have to be playing then, because. That has to completely boost your strength of schedule up. Hmm. Just saying, just saying. Stats don't lie, right? Stats don't lie, guys. So we said. Hey, I, I get it, but at this, I just, I don't know. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at even last. I'm looking at even last hey, year's schedule. So you I'm, play their AFC schedule, the and then yeah, you play, you play the Jaguars. The I know it. I know it. But you, you're 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 calling my bad takes, bad takes with a bad take. No, no. It's a stats don't lie. If you if you have a top ten uh, toughest schedule, you have to be playing good teams to be top ten schedule. Uh, I want to know what the I want to know what the separation is between uh, the top five and the top ten. Well, I don't know. Let's let let's let's pull up the statistics, baby. What are we going? <laughs> 2018, 2019 NFL standings. My keyboard isn't typing. See, because even your keyboard knows it's a bad take. We're talking like NBA, it. damn it! All right, <laughs> NBA. How excited? How excited are we that the season is back? Hell yeah! This is the first year in a while I said I think I'm getting league pass. You have possibly one of the most competitive divisions on the planet in the uh, in the West, and, and and literally anybody can make this. Anybody can make these uh, these damn uh, uh, playoffs given uh, given the right opportunities or right records, right? You got uh, the Clippers, the Timberwolves, the Mavs. Obviously, they could Doncic just being a damn beast. You got the uh, the Utah. You got the Rockets. You got uh, the Thunder, who are still you know can can middle in there. You got the Trailblazers, the Lakers, the Warriors. I'm gonna leave out the Kings though, because we all know they're trash. Sorry, Demtris. Sacramento might make the playoffs this year, man. They only missed it, but they they only missed it by like two games last year. I, I just had to real because he's a Kings fan, man. Come on, oh, you're yeah, supposed yeah, to. Be, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be the Lakers. 
Laker guy there, and then you just oh. throw me under. I'm trying to, uh, like, I'm trying were, to. You weren't being the Laker guy. You were just bashing Demtrius. There's two different things. I uh, know, because I was being a Laker guy, man. The Clippers <laughs> don't got no beef with the Kings. <laughs> well, Clippers shouldn't have beef with anyone. They're garbage. <laughs> They're 2 and Swift has more banners in their own building than they do. Did you listen, by the way, to the uh, the the last show when I I talked about the Los Angeles Kings during the uh, the spit takes? Uh-uh. So the Los Angeles Kings actually, their fans have decided that they don't want the Taylor Swift banner hung dur- or uh, shown during their games. <laughs> so they're they're actually blacking it out uh, during yeah. those games. Let's go. I, I thought you would. I thought you would appreciate that, man. I, I you know, like. Uh, and I know the Clippers fans do because obviously uh, there's just one less like, team with yeah, a banner in there. <laughs> I, I picture most Clipper fans go to a game and wear a polo and look like Dabo Sweeney. Just a bunch of geeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, you know, I asked you guys for an exercise. Um, I, I wanted you guys to seed one through eight east and west. Let's go over those. So – so I, I didn't do my homework because I was trying to get my mic right. I, Elijah, I, you didn't do it, did you? But I did get I my have, mic right. I have it. You did do Okay, good. At least Elijah did it. Thanks, Jordan. He asked me to, I got my know, mic I, right. <laughs> this is a shit on Jordan's show. I can't take it. You had one job. You had one job. Oh, man. Okay. Elijah, let's, let's, hear, let's, hear, let's hear your eight, man. Let's hear your eight in the West. All right, I'll start, I'll start with the West. So, I'm going to be predictable here, and I'm going to say Clippers won. I'm going to say... Yeah, baby! Sorry. Yeah, baby. Bomber time. I'm going to Got say Rockets 2. I'm going to say Rockets 2. Yep. Nuggets 3. Uh, Lakers 4. Warriors 5. Blazers 6. Jazz seven and uh, Mavericks eight. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: you said you're being predictable. We only had three of the same. Oh. So, my number one in the West is the Utah Jazz. Wow. Um, my number two in the West is the Denver Nuggets. My number three in the West is the Los Angeles Clippers. My number four in the West is the Los Angeles Lakers. Number five, I have the Houston Rockets. Number six, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Number seven, I have the San Antonio Spurs. And number eight, I also have the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. I do not have Golden State in the playoffs. Wow. They have ruled officially for the whole season. Neither one of you have uh, the Timberwolves in, and you both have the Clippers above the Lakers. Bomber, baby, let's go. Let's go. Timberwolves, Timberwolves are close though. Like Timberwolves are like, they're, they're gonna. I think they're gonna finish like nine or ten. I, I, I think Sacramento's finishing nine. I think the Wolves are finishing ten. I think they both. I think they're both gonna be right there on the cusp again. I just, I think Dallas adding Porzingis and with how good Luka Doncic is because is like showing he is. I think that just makes the difference and. You know, I still I still laugh at the Sacramento Kings when they're like owned by 94 Europeans in the front office and they draft Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. Like, 
that was the funniest. I was like, well, of course Doncic is there. He's going to take him. And then they don't do it. I couldn't believe that. I could not believe that for the life of me. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Elijah, I'll go over my, my Eastern Conference teams, and you can tell me how many you've matched with me. Um, okay. Number one, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Number two, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Number three, I have the Boston Celtics. Number four, I have the Toronto Raptors. Number five, I have the Miami Heat. Number six, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Number seven, I have the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And number eight, I have the Indiana Pacers. All right, so with Detroit, it's right there. So my number one is going to be the Bucks. My number two is going to be the Sixers. My number three is going to be the Celtics. Four Heat. Five, I'm going to put um, the Nets. Six, I'm going to put. Are you doing this on the fly? Kind of for the East, yeah. Seven. You kind of, I'm all screwed up now because you asked me the question when I was talking in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, was okay. I at six? You, you, you had six, you had the Nets. Okay. Er, no, Pacers, excuse me, at six. You had the Pacers. Pacers. Seven Nets. Five, Eight. you had the Nets. Five, I had the Nets. God damn it. I appreciate you did half of your homework. It's, it's uh, twice as much as what Jordan did. Oh, God. Now I'm all screwed up. Did I, have, I don't even put the Hawks in there, did I? No, you can throw them at eight, and that completes your eight. It's it's yeah. wide open the East. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of it teams is. that are starting to go, starting to get from the cusp to making it up and, um, and you know, being somewhat relevant. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, that, that Western Conference is just so dirty. Like, like I said, I'm going to get late league pass. I got it because I, I – I have an interest in watching a Jazz Hawks game. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. Do you Trey know? Young, man? Oh, Trigger Trey, man. That is that is the dude. I I was like, man, this dude's not going to be – this dude's not going to be good, man. And then I, I was wrong. He's like – he's looking – he's looking every bit as good. I've, Shout the out Nets, to uh, – The uh-huh. Nets – man, like, they, the Nets really need Kevin Durant. Like I can't, like I cannot believe that the Wolves escaped with Kyrie. the win over the, <laughs> the win over the Nets when Kyrie scored fifty. When when Kyrie scored fifty. Yo, the that like that that game was ridiculous. I thought it was an aw- as far as opening the season goes. Like, if you show that as the opening game, that was wild. And like, a great yeah. old win too. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it was solid. Like, but but I mean, like first game, it it felt like a playoff game. You know, you go into overtime and Kyrie's going nuts and uh, those just ISO the, threes that he's hitting. Yeah. I'm like, dude, fuck, and they're hitting those shots. This reiterates exactly why I said I'm getting league pass. Look, look at how good that was for an opening night game. Look at how good. I don't know if you guys watched watched the Tuesday games. The the Raptors Pelicans went to overtime. It was the ring yeah, that game. Yeah, was good. And, the Lakers Clippers game, yes, Clippers won by ten, but that felt like it was a Western Conference Finals game. Yeah, you yeah, know that, that I mean, energy. 
That's awesome. Games have been fantastic already. I'm, and shout out to WrestleCast Radio beating Team Mamedovic. Uh, I'm up 413 to 240, riding my 53 points from Carl Anthony Towns today. Let's go. Hey, at, least, at, least no. Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> at least Carl Anthony Towns can lead fantasy teams to victories. Hell yeah. Hey, Trey, hey, Trey Young got me 37 yesterday. Like, oh, I am, I am just stopping a mud hole in this guy. Mm. Uh, that team. I Lori Marketing yeah. got me on the other day. Oh, Lori. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously it's super cool. I, I love the uh the picks. I like uh I do think honestly that these first couple of games just watching them play, the Clippers do look good. I'm still skeptical of their depth when it comes time for the actual playoffs because we know Oh that's be the least you should be. They 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 have the they had the sixth man of the year and the runner up to the sixth man of the year. When so, when when Lou Will and Montrezl come in, it's they're like better than half the starters on other teams. Like their depth is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's but that's the thing. It's like are are they going to be utilizing it or are they gonna, are are oh, they going to yeah. out coach them? Are they going to coach out coach themselves? A la you know Stan Van Gundy, you know. No. Doc Rivers is not an idiot. We saw it last. They, they coached him so well last year that they, like I said, they, they were the two, the, the first and second place for sixth man of the year. I've never seen a team have two people finish first and second for the sixth man of the year. That's a one team award, and they had two guys on it. Like I yeah. think of anything, they're. I think they have the, the the best depth in the entire NBA. I would put their wow. bench with any other team. Damn, Lou, Lou Williams, Lou Williams, man, the dude just will come in, come off the bench and drop twenty for you, and yeah. he'll throw in about five, five assists or so. Oh, yeah, he, uh, Lou, just Lou a casual night, I guess. Damn. You know, I mean, Avita Zubak is shooting eighty nine percent from the field this year. He's Former Laker. There. Yeah, that's because Jerry West fleeced the Lakers on that one. Hey, we'll give you a Mike Muscala. Sure, like you dipshit. Mike Muscala, but, shout out Minnesota. How, how many he, times he, do, uh, do, he, do, he, do he, does Jerry he, West give us one, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, he gave us Kobe. But if you take away Kawhi Williams, the two leading scorers on the team are Lou Williams and Montrezl Harris. 21 and a half and 17 and a half. Wow. And then when they get Paul George back? I do. It's yeah, they're, they're, they're dangerous, man. I, I'm just... I'm, and, and that's that's just that's just the truth, man. I would I would have no the one thing I'm not scared of if I'm a Clippers fan. You know, you, you gotta you gotta watch your team more. Balmer be disappointed in you. Balmer baby. Balmer baby. Ball. I uh, Dick Vitale in this house. Balmer baby. Easy oh, going ah! <laughs> Uh So uh, th- them some facts. That you guys just spit, Ryan. Speaking of facts, do you have some more facts for us? Oh, I do. Why don't you hit me a sounder? Yeah, Uber facts: the most unimportant things you'll never need to know. Did you just go like uh, Keanu Reeves on us right there? A little bit. Whoa. I know kung fu. <laughs> Whoa, you're no, you're you're Keanu Reeves, Jordan. Oh yeah, for, I I do have that. Ryan doesn't see it. Everyone else sees it. The Keanu Reeves thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looked, Jordan kind of looked like him a little bit. I see oh. it. I, uh, hold on one second. I just, I just realized something, uh, something, something is not what it should be on my fact here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have fake facts. Fake news. Okay, there we go. Now I got it fixed. Uh, all right. So, we all know how this goes. I got four facts for you guys. Your job is to identify which fact is the false fact that I either altered or just flat out made up. Um, here are your four facts for the day. Researchers at the University of Richmond have trained lab rats to drive tiny cars and found that it eases their anxiety. Number two, now that's what I call music is still around, and it's currently on its 71st volume. Number three, it's estimated that Netflix loses more than $135 million every month due to just under 10% of its subscribers sharing their passwords, according to the research firm Magid. And number four, in 1985, a New Orleans man was saved in a pool party attended by 100 lifeguards who were celebrating a summer without any drowning at a silver at a uh, city pool. Wow. Them some facts, bro. <laughs> I oh, this is going to be a good one. I know the one that it is I know one that it is not for sure. So I I I can cut it down to a 33% 33% chance, which is good. Hey, 33% of the third, 33% of the third <laughs> chance. <laughs> and then once Elijah gets his wrong, that cut it down to fifty percent. And with that fifty percent, when you throw in Ryan Cook as the host, we have a thirty-three point three percent share of the talk time on Blog Talk Radio. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't take up more than thirty-three percent, unfortunately. So That's I apologize okay. For that. That's all right. We're doing good. Um, all right. So. So I'm going to give Elijah the one clue that I do know. Rats are definitely driving cars and it is easing their anxiety. And I, I saw that stuff and I'm like, you got to be shit me. And then I'm like, and like, it's kind of coincides because, you know, Ryan, I know you and I are, are, are uh, dads of small children. We started watching Stuart Little this week. So in my head, I'm like, man, Stuart Little been driving for years, yo. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, so so I want to say, I feel like the the Netflix one, ten percent. Got you know I don't know their base. I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to say that it's not the Netflix one. I'm going to say that. Oh. I'm going to say that. Maybe somebody actually did drown in a room full of lifeguards. Elijah, is that your final answer, Man. Jordan? That's my final answer. I was I was I picked the same I was gonna pick the same one as Jordan with the lifeguards. All right, so you guys oh. were all right to stay away from the University of Richmond one. That is a true fact, as mentioned. Um, ironically, after even fact checking this on my iTunes, now that's what I call music is still around, which blows my freaking mind. That's a thing. You're right don't they make a Don't they make a kids bop now? That's what I call music too now. Probably, yeah, I think so. Where they have like those little kids like, like Cardi B, and it's like, oh, those, yeah. those I shouldn't this talk that way. Terrible. <laughs> Ten-year-old kids <laughs> say they have blood money and stuff. That's that's probably not good. Um, you you guys <laughs> were also right to stay away from the Netflix one. 
And uh, you are correct, and it is exactly the scenario you said. In 1985, a New Orleans man was drowned at a party attended by 100 lifeguards who were celebrating a summer without any drowning at a city pool. Oh! (laughs) That's so bad. How do you drown? Like, who... Like who do you point the finger at? You know what I mean? Like why didn't you save him, Ryan? Like like why didn't you save him, Jordan? You know, like that's that's messed up, man. Yeah. I, I read that and I was like, this one's probably gonna be really obvious, but dear God. Now, I, I do have one last one one more that I was gonna drop initially. Um really? Elijah, did I read those Uber facts to you with the Game of Thrones reference? Um, I think so. I don't remember though. Okay, so, so I'm I'm gonna go over. I got one more thing of Uber facts that I want to do, um, just just in the sake of because I'm I'm here and I wanna I wanna make my mark with it since I couldn't come through on the Balmer game because all my shit deleted. Jordan, oh, I'll man. have you first for sure. Hold on, wait, 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 um, hold on. Let's since we're doing a round two, we'll give it a round two. Uber oh. facts: the most yeah. unimportant things you'll never need to know. All right, Jordan, you go first. I love it. Um, and then that way, if it, if I didn't do this with Elijah, he doesn't give you an answer if he remembers it. But here's, here's round two of this. Um, uh, four, four, six, six, eight, eight, ten, ten, and twelve, twelve, and the last day of February. So those are all dates: April fourth, June sixth, August eighth, September tenth, December twelfth. The last day of February all occur on the same day of the week every year because of the doomsday rule. Okay. Fact number two. Sean Bean and Peter Dinklage auditioned for the roles on Game of Thrones together as the two are great friends so they could do a scene together. Ironically, the two did not play in the same scene together until Ned Stark was executed. Number three, sloppy handwriting by doctors are responsible for over 7,000 deaths every year. And number four, a MIC 1035 is a secret item on the McDonald's menu served exactly at 1035. It's an Egg McMuffin combined with a McDouble. Wow. This is a tough one. Like, I feel like the doomsday rule doesn't make sense. I, I don't, I, but there's something about that. I feel like that's a thing because I was just actually doing some calendars to work. So I'm going to run with those. I'm going to keep that the same. I'm going to say the Dinklage thing was the same. That's right. I'm going to say that either more people die because cause doctors scribbly ass handwriting and pharmacists not double checking that shit. All right, that's why people are dying, man. They out here dying, y'all. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Oh, no. Is that your final that's answer? Yes. All right. Elijah, do you remember these these ones or or did I not do this one with you? I remember them, but I don't really remember the answers. So I honestly don't remember the answer. Or actually, I, I, I remember you doing them. I just, I don't know. I, I can just skip out. I won't, I won't reveal my answer. All right. So you were, you were correct to stay away from the doomsday rule. That is an actual fact, albeit I have no idea how that works. It just does. Uh, you were also... Very smart to stay away from uh, the Mc1035, as McDonald's has a ton of secret menu items I have found out over the years. Rihanna's getting lit with some old white dude in the crowd right now at the Laker game. <laughs> um, 
by the uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Jordan, you should have stayed away from the the sloppy handwriting because that is a correct fact. The incorrect fact is the Game of Thrones one. Um, it was right for the most part because they they even though they were both in Winterfell for the first season, they weren't in the same scene together because you know Tyrion's at whorehouses and Ned Stark was eventually going to King's Landing. The reason the fact is wrong is Sean Bean and Peter Dinklage did not even have to audition for their roles. They were explicitly sought out to play Ned Stark and Tyrion Lannister. Hmm. So they, they were handed the roles uh, by the writers. So Now I remember this. I'll, I'll go you can't 500. get no roles, you don't get no tolls. <laughs> I'll take my 50-50. <laughs> Thank you. Little, little, little good, good. <laughs> what up, Coco? What up, Coco? What's up, Coco? <laughs> oh, wow. I swear to that. <laughs> it should be banter, Coco. I'm, look, I'm, <laughs> banter I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So bad. It's so far. I need like I need like actual buttons. Yeah, I nailed it. Just give me that little like. Yeah, sometimes I get it right, man. That's uh I'm I'm still trying to learn with three of us here. I think I think uh, I think I can handle two. It's too much. There's too much. Thirty-three point three five percent is too much. <laughs> All right. Lake is up. I, I thought I won the fight. fight. You thought you won the fight? Why? He didn't do nothing. <laughs> he didn't do Box. nothing. Man, we got some boxing, dude. With Shakur Stevenson fighting tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. And Regis Prograis. Is tomorrow Josh, Josh Taylor. Taylor. Uh, what about that announcement? Did you see, did you, in the group chat, uh, I know I did like the 15 text message thing that you absolutely love, Ryan, but uh, yeah, December, 20, December 28th, <laughs> man, Javante uh, Davis and uh, Juan Pascal for for a little belt action there. What do you think of that? That's, uh, John Pascal, I don't know if he's going to be able to beat Javante Davis, but. No, uh, wait, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. John Pascal and uh, Badu Jack. Yeah, there you go. Let's hope Badu Jack doesn't get uh, screwed on a decision again. I was like, dang, that's a, that's a really mismatch in weight, but I'll just ride with it because you said it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, uh, no, no jo- but Javante like, Davis has a, a good little matchup too, and that would be uh, – pull up that text message again because I'm a dumbass and I should have had it out when I said something. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's that weird message again. Uh, so it's Tank Davis versus Gamboa actually is what it is. Should be all right matchup. I think I think Tank at this point in their careers, I think Tank probably should should beat Bam- Gamboa fairly easily. But it's a, it's like a good name for Tank definitely, and Gamboa is coming off a couple wins, so yeah, it be, it should, it should yeah. be fun. Yeah, that's as far as and that that'll probably be the last card as far as uh, anything for the for the year. So if we're gonna go out on a on a on a Tank Davis match and another Badu Jack because Badu Jack was also in one of the craziest bloodbaths I've ever seen. Uh, oh, that cut. Like, oh. Yeah, where, where he just kept bleeding and bleeding, and the and the ref looked like he just got done butchering uh, an entire like army of cows. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it was it was ridiculous. Hear, did you guys hear? Did you guys hear? Uh... Bodzik is still in the hospital. From Better Bio? Yes. Man, you know, Bodzik is such a good fighter, but Better Bio just 
he looks like he's on another level. Better be a just he can. I don't know if he. I don't think anyone can outlast that dude. Like, cause Bocic, to me was was kind of winning early on, but he just couldn't withstand better be of like, I'm like, man, they're talking about Canelo or Kovalev fighting better be of. And I'm like, those two probably might want to stay away from better be of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I look um, godly right I had, now. I went Gvodzik one, four, six, and eight. And then I went uh, two, three, five, seven, eight, and then nine or nine and 10 or whatever for better be of, um, Two, four, six, eight. I also put uh, in the ninth round when I had better be of go up 86, 85. I said that was the best round of 2019. Was that ninth round? Yeah. Um, oh my God! I was standing in my in my living room like, holy hell! This this is incredible. And then and then we get the the finish in the in the tenth round there of it. Yeah, uh, I think speak- they should just. I think they should mm-hmm. just skip Canelo Kovalev versus Better Beev and just get to Bavol versus Better Beev, honestly. I think oh, you could, I think you could make that fight happen, and then you could build to um, a full unification if they want to do it. Yeah, you know, Buddy McGirt is still, you know, he's still saying to this day, and until we see the fight, we really don't know. But he's he said, look, everyone says Kovalev is going to destroy. I mean, Canelo is going to destroy him, but he's like Kovalev is going to hit his body so hard he's never going to have felt a punch like what he's going to feel to the body. And Buddy McGirt is hell-bent that, that Kovalev is going to go to the body, a la he's going to do what Andre Ward did to him. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you move up two weight classes, you go from 160 to 175. I mean, I, I know Kovalev isn't what he was when he was, you know, knocking everyone out and, and had the, that great first Ward fight. I know that second fight took a lot out of him. But that's still, you're moving up a lot of weight and hitting a guy who can hit really hard and who yeah. has a lot power behind those points. Like, I, look, we all know Gennady Golovkin might be my favorite boxer of all time, but there's a big difference between a 175-pounder and a 160-pounder when they're coming at you full force. That's yeah. true. And if Kovalev just... catches him in the right part of the body where he starts to shut that body down and Kovalev starts getting, or Canelo starts getting a little weary, we know he's got that one-punch power because when when he dropped Andre Ward, I said, okay, his power is legit because I didn't think anyone was ever going to knock down Andre Ward. And it was Did early, you, too. Like It wasn't like a tired, you know, like the, like the war Ward had with like Carl Frotch in the finals of that, that, that tournament, you know. This was, yeah. this was round two, and he dropped a fresh Andre Ward. If he catches – Canelo, I think, is the superior fighter, and I think Canelo is going to beat him. But you, you talk one punch, anything could happen. I mean, if Kovalev catches him, you never know. This is I think this is a much more dangerous fight than people are putting it off to be. And I might be over exaggerating it because I do got love for Sergey Kovalev, but I truly think that he's it, Canelo's got to just take a little bit of extra caution moving up to fight a guy like this. Yeah. I've just I've always I've kind of betted against Canelo most of the time. I think I'm done betting against him. Well, it's hard when when you know we always think oh he's going to underperform or, you know, he snuck out the, the Lara fight and, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like this dude is, is entering his prime and he's, yeah. his defense is on a level that I, you just haven't seen in years. I mean, this is, this is like Roy Jones jr. Level 
head movement and body movement. And the scary thing about Canelo is I don't think I've ever seen somebody in boxing have that, that form of body and head movement while walking forward. Like it's, it's uncanny to see somebody be able to move that way while stepping at the fighter. And it confuses them. I mean, I mean, everyone he fights now that he's figured this out is just dumbfounded. Yeah. Uh, so following, uh, obviously following the Sergey Kovalev and uh, Alvarez fight on November 2nd, we got uh, somebody who I know Ryan's a big fan of November 7th next week. Uh, we got Neoye Inoue of Vince Minito Denaire for uh, the uh, IBF WA band and weight unification. Uh, what do you think of uh, that on the, the zone uh, there for you? Donaire is going to get smashed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, Donaire, honestly, Donaire should even be in the finals. Like, he should have lost the first fight of that tournament, but the guy that he was fighting was, was spanking him. And he... Uh, the guy that he was fighting, like that was winning on the cards, like pulled the muscle on his back or something. And he literally had to stop fighting because he couldn't throw punches. And so Donaire won, Donaire won the fight because it was a TKO because the guy couldn't continue. But like, I think, I think Inoue is going to knock his block off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've crazy. talked about Naoya Inoue is, is a different type of animal like I haven't seen somebody this hungry to hurt somebody in a fight since Mike Tyson like Naoya Inoue is it just comes at you and he's so gifted with his hand speed and the way he can put combinations together that you just you have no he he can go high low so well that the guy's arms are trying to defend and they're by the time they figure it out they've taken six shots to the head and the body yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. Dude's got uh, crazy stuff, and obviously we 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 want the match to happen. Do you do you think uh, he's got to actually jump up like uh, Loma was saying, or do you do you do you think that comes at a different weight class and that match does happen? We do get to see that matchup. Dude, that's a that's an asinine thing for him to ask for. Like, oh yeah, I mean you you want him to move up three weight classes to fight you? Yeah, like if I you anyway, I would do that. That's, no, that's you know. You'd have to meet me somewhere. Is two possible? Anyway. Can he do two? I don't even well, know about two. Would be rough. I would say you'd have to meet me somewhere in the middle and let's. Yeah, I think like, you got a catch weight. Let's do a catch weight for like a like a fun like a good fight. You know. Cause, you know, Lomo's sitting there fighting right now, um, at one thirty-five. And anyways, fighting at 118. Like you're asking this dude to jump 17 pounds. Yeah. And and Lomo's like, well, I'll fight him at 130. I'll step down and wait. Yeah. But still, five pounds isn't exactly stepping pounds. Yeah. I, hey, I get Lomo. it. Like, granted, granted, he's cut. You know what I mean? Like there's not much left to do. But but still, um, Lomo I mean, instead of go- fighting instead of fighting anyway. Get a Tank Davis fight going. That's why. That's why I would rather see that fight. You know, and, and if I, I'm him, like he wants Devin Hanley, take out Hanley, and then go fight Kame, and and unify the division if you want to do something like that. Yeah, but it also starts. Yeah, yeah. I think that that could be fun too. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. You know, otherwise fight at one twenty six or something. Uh, you know, obviously other I just want to see Tank uh, Davis and 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 uh, Tank Davis and 
Lomachenko. That's what I want to see. I think that would be, be a just, good ass fight. That's, that's power versus speed. Like they both have fast punches, but I think I think Davis has the edge on the power, but I think Loma's got the edge on the overall speed and agility. Would you agree? I would say a slight edge in like the speed and agility because Tank is very fast and moves very well. But I, w- I would g- I would give the speed edge to Lomo, but it would be slight. Yeah, I, I and I even think the power's slight because you, Lomo's got one punch knockout power. He does. So I, I think be, that that'd be the most intriguing match. I would love to see that. That'd be cool. Um, we talked about it earlier, but this came out a little bit ago. Canelo Alvarez has said he be he's up for fighting better Biev in unification if he wins on Cinco de Mayo. Ooh. That could be kind of fun, too. That would be intriguing, but if you're I, don't, Canelo, I don't think you should get that smoke. <laughs> no I, don't think he wants that, I don't think he wants that better BF smoke. Like, that's, like I, that would be an intriguing fight, but, dude, man. Just so everybody's aware, real quick, we're going podcastable because we are off the air in five seconds. So if you want to hear the rest of this, go on the website. Peace. All right. So my, my thing is, if you're, if you're Canelo and you fight better be on Cinco de Mayo, do you, and you beat him, do you then aim Mexican Independence weekend in September to, to fight Bavol and try to get all four and just stay at one up there at 175? Probably. If he, if he can, he does. That, that's what it comes down to. Because then, then you become, you're, then you're ultimately the king of the mountain. You're not just like, here's the thing is, I would still argue that, and a lot of people, pundits-wise, would argue that he still hasn't, truly conquered uh, Triple G, even with Triple G being out of the conversation right now, okay? I'm going to, we'll say that too, but he isn't truly conquered. Both wins were questionable, uh, or, or the draw was questionable, and even the win was questionable. Uh, you know, so right now there's still that, that, that cloud that says you're, you didn't really take that division because you didn't act, you know, you didn't really um, get the job done, so to speak. I think if he goes and gets the job done at 175, he stays that king, and he, and he doesn't look back. There's no point. You realize if he beats Kovalev on the second, he's got a he has a world sanctioned championship in three weight classes at the same time. That's nuts. It is insane. Like that's that's seriously insane to think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's nuts. Dude, dude's dope. Uh, obviously, we got Deontay Wilder coming up against, uh, 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 obviously, King Kong uh, Ortiz again. Uh, we discussed it briefly a little yesterday. I think he's going to come out for blood just like he does every time. Uh, you know, and, and, and when he's motivated, he's motivated. I look at the promos, and he looks like he's just going to do damage. I, I think this will be an interesting match, but if, if he gets any good open shot, I think Ortiz is going down quick. I mean, we know. I don't think King Kong is the same fighter he was from their first fight, and that's just you know father time. Yeah. But, and if we get anything that we saw a couple of years ago with these two guys, I, I sign me up. This will be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, what do you think about uh, uh, Joint Gonzalez, uh, who's fighting Shakur Stevenson for the uh, WBO featherweight? Says he cannot wait to beat up my sister's boyfriend. Since uh, ironically, Shakur Stevenson is dating uh, his sister. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Dang. That's um, like also, when uh, when when uh, 
Brady Quinn was, uh, his sister was dating, uh, who was old boy on Ohio State at the time? Laronitis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about the Deontay Wilder, Mike Tyson thing? That kind of was kind of circulating on social media. I, I think Tyson has just had too many intangibles that he'd probably beat him. Um, but I mean, Deontay Wilder—he's the epitome of if if you get hit by this guy, you're going to sleep. And with that height advantage, if he hits one of those downward spiral shotgun punches that he has, he could coma Mike Tyson if he hit him in the right spot with it. I just. I don't know if he'd be able to hit him. Is my only I, thing. Yeah, because that's of, that's of right. Head movement and yeah, Mike Tyson's head movement was ridiculous. Like people bring up like Buster Douglas when they talk about Wilder, but Buster Douglas was like a totally different file, fighter than Wilder. Like Buster Douglas actually had a good jab and actually threw like straight punches and stuff. Like you throwing like wild the wild punches that and not mm-hmm. having a jab. It's. It, I think he would have a hard time hitting Mike Tyson. I, th- I think Mike Tyson would be able to counter counter Wilder with with his uh, speed and like yeah, if Wilder hits him, of course. In the body. Of, yeah, oh. of course. If Wilder hits him, it could be lights out. But like Mike Tyson could also put Wilder's lights out too if he hit him. So it's kind of like one well, of those things. Yeah, who's gonna hit? Who's gonna hit who first? Yeah. We got. We need a new fight night so we can just uh, we'll we'll buy it opening night and what we'll do is we'll just get on and live stream a simulate a simulate of the of the match. I think it'd be awesome. Um, I think I think. Radio. What's that? It's a twitch.tv forward slash wrestlecast radio. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but the, you know that'd be super cool. It'd be an interesting match. But we've we've seen Tyson. I mean, obviously early in his career, the 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 caliber wasn't always there. But we've seen what he can do against people with large height. Uh, heart height and reach disparities dude still did work like the, as a as the youngest champion ever i mean that was that was stupid uh you know Ooh. so he's more than capable i i think it, you know unfortunately we can only play the what if game uh just like when you know they recently did the tyson ali gimmick on the last one that they had i mean you know it, we can only play the what if and 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 uh, man i would like to see it i think I, i'd give the edge to tyson for sure though yeah, Tyson would be the definite favorite, but I mean, Wilder's just so unpredictable with those punches that you just never know what can happen. Um, I got to give a shout out too to my guy Juan Hang Meniothian, fifty-four and zero now after his win this morning, about twelve hours ago in Thailand, his thirteenth consecutive WBA title defense. So, uh, at the Thai at the Thai restaurant in <laughs> yeah, at the at the city hall, he fought at I think. <laughs> That dude is a uh, bad, bad. Is a uh, bad next, boy. Next week, a bad we boy. Be, uh, next week, we should be back at our normal Sunday time slot, I'm hoping. What do you think, Elijah? Are we going to do one this Sunday or, or next Sunday? I, I think we can do one this one day, Sunday. We'll, do the, we'll wrap up the, uh, the NFL, maybe, maybe a short show since we covered a lot of the, the ongoings here, but um, we'll definitely be on, I think. And then, uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us tonight. I'm glad uh, yeah. I could make Elijah leave twice with that take. That was so good. It made me. It made me honestly. It it gave, it's like giving me money. I I think I got more irritated too than he did after we started talking. I got worked up over there. <laughs> I was getting. I was like, you know what? The hell with this. I know what he's talking about. And this 
This ain't gonna fly. I'm, I'm running with it. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die on that. I'll, I'll die on that hill. I'm gonna die on that hill. And uh, I, I hope you all have a wonderful night tonight. <laughs> because you will be bleeding out by yourself up there. <laughs> Ryan, pl- plug everything so uh, people can make sure to follow you for the next uh, excursion of wrestling shows. Oh yeah, uh, uh, at WrestleCast underscore SSM on the Twitter. Hit us up at WrestleCast Radio on Facebook. Go ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Get yourself a t-shirt. <clears throat> Talking to two certain people as well. Uh, four more shirts we've been notified we need to sell, and we will be able to unveil three new designs for everybody to purchase. So we're 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 getting there. We keep getting the purchases. We just need a couple more for them to be like you guys. You guys have earned three more spots. So <clears throat> uh, we just need to get some, some couple more purchases. Pro Wrestling Tees hit us up on there. Uh, yo yo, are you uh, are you trying to listen to like some some Grandmaster Flash or Dougie Fresh talking about? Let's do you need to clear your throat? Uh 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 be a huge, huge preview show. We have uh Power Struggle for New Japan, we have the big Dragon Gate show, we have the DDT Ultimate Party twenty nineteen show that's gonna be great, and then the Noah uh has their big show as well. These are all on like the second, third and fourth. Uh, and if you're a WWE fan, we will probably not be talking about the Saudi Arabia show on Halloween because uh, it's probably going to be trash. So there's your take for WWE. There you go. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a wonderful night. It's the same Radio.